All right, welcome back to another episode of the Float Universe podcast. It's been close to a month now since I've sat down to record anything. I kind of just let it go. Like I said in the last episode, the last two episodes really have been about just, I guess, closing up a book or a chapter in my life, the float center. I'm still working there. I'm still providing great floats for people, but I've decided to let go of that situation. I've decided to let go of the QAnon stuff. I still follow it. Um, and unless something major happens, if something major is reported, I, I, I read one thing and I see the other on the news. So until there's some major break, it's in the background, but I've let it go in terms of it driving my thoughts and my life. And it's still happening. I still believe it, but I just, I just had to let go. It, it wasn't serving me. It wasn't bringing me any money. I met all kinds of interesting people. Um, and, I, and again, I still think things are happening and things are ongoing. I truly believe that still. But to keep talking about it, to keep putting a ton of energy into these things, it's just it just didn't seem like it was worth it. It just seemed like the time had come. And that's the other thing. Sometimes energetically, things just end. Things have just run their course. And I think that um, that's what's happened in a, in a lot of things in my life. It's just things have been bookended or things have just come to an end on their own naturally. One of the most pressing things I wanted to talk about which is why I'm doing an intro to this podcast I recorded with Kara of Let's Be Friends podcast. Thanks for that, by the way. But the main reason I'm recording this podcast is I had a very interesting interaction over the past 48 hours. And it kind of will, when you get into the actual content of the podcast, it might, I can't even, I, I don't even remember what I said. But I've been dealing with past lives and love and twin flames and relationships and why are we attracted to people and crushes and all these things over the past probably five or six, seven years? Ever since I started floating, doing psychedelics, becoming much more conscious, having an awakening, having peak spiritual experiences. And one thing you want to, you, you, you kind of, well, at least for me, I'm like, why do I attract certain people? Why do I have feelings for certain people? You know, and sometimes when you're attracted to somebody, it's not about sex. It's not about romance. It's about something else. It may be past life. It may be something in your life that you've given up, had taken away from you, that you energetically feel in another person that they have. Maybe it's that. There's all kinds of reasons we attract each other. And, and you know, the thing is, I'm saying this for the person who I know is probably going to listen to this. And I'm just going to tell the story. So... I've probably talked about it in the podcast before. Maybe you don't care about this, but I, I think you do. I think maybe somehow, some way, that the details of my life can somehow work and help you understand yours. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure on that. But what I want to say is this. I'm minding my own business the past two years at this float center. I'm hang, having my fun, and I'm doing my thing. I'm not in any real relationship, and I'm just out there trying to figure out what is the nature of reality. I'm doing all kinds of experiments on myself, and other people as I go about this uh, discovery. Well, over the past two years, and you'll hear about it in this podcast, I go through a whole twin flame past life. Uh, I went to regression, all these things to figure out why I was attracted to this person. Well, this isn't even the person I'm talking about. So I've been minding my own business for the past two years at this float center, keeping my head down, working hard, uh, taking care of people, trying to serve God, 
or, or other people as God, knowing that's the fact, that's the truth of the reality. Everybody's God. We're all one. So serve as that. And so I'm minding my own business. I have completely let go of my other, my last real ex-girlfriend. I'll give you a quick synopsis here. Dated her for about four and a half, five years. Knew her a little bit before that. It was a toxic relationship. I think we both helped each other out. And obviously I'm in a great place now, relatively speaking. And I think she is too, relatively speaking. But the reason why I'm bringing this up is, so I date this woman for four and a half, five years. We, we go up and down. It destroys my, our, our respective careers. And uh, we were both photographers. It just didn't work out. Toxic relationship. All kinds of things come to the surface. It was bad. And it takes two to tango. And so we break up because we can't pay the bills. It ain't working out. My, my career is just over. And I've got to go back with my parents. And, and at the same time, her grandmother, unfortunately, is, is um, passing. She's sick. And, and this is, you know, a year or two. I can't remember how long it was ultimately. And so I moved back with my parents. I have made my peace with this situation with this woman. And I, I let it go. And I hold space over the next two years for this woman while she, you know, I'm there for her with her grandmother. We're not really romantic. We're not in a relationship. I'm holding space. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. If I want to, if I want to give up all this time I've, and, and energy and money I've invested in this person, am I going to just walk away from it? You know, you, I'm not in a rush to be with anybody else. You know, when you come out of the dark night of the soul and you've just been eviscerated by it completely and your life's been turned upside down and you've got nothing to do and nowhere to go, it changes things. I mean, that's where I was at the end of this relationship. I wasn't seeking. I had learned all I needed to learn by virtue of this dark night of the soul. I needed to work on myself. I needed to love myself. And until I loved myself, I'm not going to manifest a good relationship. I'm not going to manifest that in somebody else. I'm always going to be trying to fill this hole with that lack of self-love, whether it's women, uh, wine, weed, whatever. All right? So the point is, I went through the spiritual experience. I went through the dark night of the soul. I was able to get out of this relationship. I let it go. It hurt me. It crushed me. It destroyed my career. Blah, blah, blah. Complete and total ego death on all levels. And I let it go. And then in the course of holding the space for this woman, towards the end of our time together, of me holding space, I say, well, finally, we never really did mushrooms in the relationship. I did a ton trying to figure out myself, but she never would do it. And I never really brought it to the table. So one day, in the, in, the, in the two years of me holding space and not really being in a relationship with this person, she tells me after the fact, after the mushroom trip, that she has been seeing two, uh, in the course of this time period, two guys and keeping me in, in secretly not knowing. And I didn't know about any of these things because I wouldn't have held space if I'd known that she was seeing other guys. I was trying to figure out if I wanted to be with her or not. So the point is, I did the best I could. I even heard this information and I didn't flip out completely like I normally would. I didn't call her nasty names. I didn't do anything but try to be as calm and collected as I could given the information. So I just want to give you a little backstory. So this woman who now, two years after, so yeah, I live with my parents. I learn all these things. It's, it's you know, it, it sucks. It, it, it sucks to learn that the person you, you, you're holding space for and considering getting back with is not doing that. And that's fine. Whatever. I get that. We're not together. You do your thing. It hurt, but hey, it is what it is. I dealt with it. And so then I, then the float center comes around at, at the opportunity and I take it because I'm living with my parents. I feel like this is the next step. And I say, you know what? We, 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 we've had a long, a lot of time together. 
I can't, I don't, you know, we got to a point where I, I got to a point where I didn't want her to come and ruin my new thing because I felt like she ruined the photography and by virtue of us being together and I didn't want that toxic relationship to ruin the next thing. And so there was that energy I was holding, which was, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold my boundary on this. But then here's what's really funny. And this is, okay, so out of the blue, uh, her friend, who I secretly had a crush on for like five or six years, the first day I met her, I had a crush on her. And I just knew from that point on, I had to just avoid this girl, which was fine. Didn't tell anybody, and I never cheated, never did anything bad for like the whole time I was with this girl. And that's the truth, because um, that's the way I live. So anyway, um, this girl, who's friends with my ex, sees, I don't know if she knows at the time I'm running Total Zen or not, the float center, but she follows the account. And I don't know if she knows that or not. But I say, this is my opportunity now, after five or six years of keeping my mouth shut, and a couple days earlier, me and my ex just said, okay, we can go our separate ways, no big deal. Sure, uh, you know, hitting on a, your, your, your friend's, your ex's friend is probably not the best thing, but that's what I did. I gave her a few compliments, nice hair, come float, blah, 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 nothing sexual, nothing nasty, just, hey, you know what, maybe you know it wasn't right that I did this, but then... She went and told my ex, and my ex just destroyed me over the phone and destroyed me with texts, and I blocked her. It's all threats and nasty things, all the, the worst of the worst things you could think of, this woman said to me that day. And that was fine. In a way, I kind of deserved it. It's, it it kind of sucks to hear that your ex, uh, for what, even though you cheated on him or whatever, or slept with two guys and d didn't want to really be with him, you're upset about it. So whatever. I try to, I try to hang out with this girl, and... Every year she blocks me. Like, I'll take mushrooms. I'll meet her in the mushroom realm. We'll send each other. A D I'll send her a DM. She'll answer it, and then she'll block me. She'll come hang out. I'll get excited for like a day or two, and then she'll block me. So that's what happened with this girl. So I forget about her. I let her go. Um, so anyway, so my ex is out of my life. This girl I was interested in back and forth. Uh, only hang out with like once, one day every year, and then she blocks me the next day. I let that go too. Completely let it go. Um... And so I'm living my life here and I'm minding my own business. And the other day I get a phone call out of the blue. You know, I'm answering the phone at the float center, just like it's anybody else. And I say, totals in float. And then the, and the woman on the other line says, this is, I'm not going to say her name. I said, who? And then she said her last name. Cause I didn't, you know, people call up here asking for me all the time and uh by first name and honest i don't know you i don't know there's a million mary joe and whatever is that float, float up here you're not the only one honey what's your last name and then she said her last name like oh shit 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 like i i told her i said look this is funny i'm usually the one that will call up an ex and be like this and honestly i did i still don't even know what she wants i i was worried that maybe it was wanting to get back together or and, and then, uh, you know, or um, wanting to yell at me some more for, for whatever. I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. I was very cautious. Uh, you know, I'm going through my own transit of moving out of this float center and living in this other place and taking on new challenges. And I'm not trying to look back. It's like in the, in the Bible, Lot's life, Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah, when the angels tell Lot to leave the city, don't look back is what they say. Don't look back. Well, Lot's life turns turns back and looks and gets turned into it turns into a pillar of salt. So I'm like Lot. I never try to look back. I just keep going forward. I don't. I don't. I really, especially now in this higher elevated state, I don't need to go back. I, I don't. I got. There's no hole to fill. Okay, it didn't work out. I'm sorry.
So she calls me up. She wants a meeting. Um, she wants to meet up with me at first. And, and she's totally cool. Like, I understand if you don't want to hang out, this is too much, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? I'm in the state of like surrender and trusting the universe. And I can, you know, like, don't be scared and blah, blah, blah. So I say, okay, maybe we'll have a, maybe we'll have a meeting. Maybe we'll have a, a talk. I will give you a call. We'll figure it out. Well, the phone, this is the universe working, I guess. Her phone was new. I had her other numbers. The other numbers were blocked. This was a new number. And that's the only, she called totals in the first time, so that's why there was no block on it. But this is a new number. And it me trying to call her, it was blocked. I couldn't. So the day of when we were supposed to meet up and I was going to plan it all out and talk to her and all these things, well, I decided I'm not going to meet up with her. I don't want to. I don't really want to go too deep into this, or, or or at least right now it's not the right time. This is too much, too soon right now. I just need to think about it. Uh, it's just too much. And so I tried calling her the day we were supposed to talk and meet up, but I couldn't get a hold of her. I tried and tried and tried, and she just assumed that I had stood her up. Well, I ended up using my friend's phone to call her, and I and I guess for whatever reason that number, which she didn't even know, I didn't even know was blocked. So that's like the universe there. That was a sign. So anyway, she calls me up, and uh, hold on, I gotta adjust the thing here. So I finally get a hold of her an hour after we were supposed to talk um, on my friend's phone, and I said, "Look, I've been trying to get a hold of you hours before this this thing was supposed to happen today. I'm sorry, I'm not ready for this. I don't know uh, what to tell you, but I just need more time if I'm even ever gonna even meet up with y'all at all." And so. Uh, we started talking over the phone. I guess we started taking our meeting over the phone. The thing that we were supposed to talk about was going to come out. And so we, we just started talking about it. I said, hey, this did not end well. This did not end well for us. What, what do you want from me? I don't know what you want. Like, I don't know how you see me. And then, so this is, this is really why I'm talking about this. And this is why I'm hurting right now. Because I, li- I lived a very honest life with her. I didn't cheat on her. I didn't really talk to anybody. I didn't flirt with girls. For many reasons, but the main reason was I cared about her and I loved her and I wanted to be that kind of a person that was straight and narrow and honest and and in and, and that respect, I've always kind of been that person. I've never been a cheater and I've never been, I've been cheated on before, but I've never been a cheater. So the, 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 this will kind of lead into the podcast too, which was, I told her the truth about this girl, her friend. She didn't understand why I was attracted to her. She couldn't see it at all. And I just told her, I, I told her the truth. I said, look, the first time I met your friend, I don't know what happened. I, I don't, I really don't. But it was kind of like other things that had happened to me in the past where you meet somebody and you're not even trying to feel a certain way, but the energy, the magnetism, the past lives, I don't know what it is, but it kicked something inside of me up that said, no, I cannot talk to you. I cannot look at you because if, because my ex her friend would know. She knew everywhere. She knew everywhere. She knew everywhere I go. If there was a wedding, if I if I even talked a little bit too much about a girl, you like her. What what about her? She was very. My ex was very very jealous person. And I wish this other person would stop texting me. I'm gonna wring their neck. You you know who you are that's texting me. I'm gonna wring your neck if you don't stop texting me. But anyway, um. So yeah, I told my ex about how I felt about what th- this feeling I had that I had a crush on this girl since the day I met her. And I didn't, I never acted on it. Who, how can you act on it anyway? If you're in a relationship with the person and you want to be with a friend, how can you act on that? You can't. 
So I didn't. And I was always straight and narrow. I just avoided the girl. If the girl came around, I just avoided her. I had something to do. Got to be somewhere else. Just, just stayed away from it. Let them play it out. So I let it go. I told her, I'm telling the truth. I'm telling you the truth. The truth is I had a crush on your friend and that's why I could never hang out with you and her, your, you and her together, any of that. I told the exact truth. Just like, just like I'm telling you, just like I've been telling, I've been telling you my truth as much as I can tell you without compromising myself or the people around me. And I'm hurt because she's hurt now because she told she was telling other friends, I guess prior to this conversation she was going to have with me, that I'm the stand-up guy and all the guys that she ever been with, I never cheated on her. And that, and, and that is still the fact. That is still the truth. But she's now upset. And it doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter because this is my ex. This is me kicking up old shit out of nowhere. This has ruined, ruined my existence now since this has happened. I'm trying to move past it. Really, it's hurting me. That she's hurt that I had a... Because I told her I had a crush on somebody over the course of our relationship. I mean, maybe that is cheating. You, you, you decide. I don't know. I didn't do anything. I never acted on anything. But my thought is this. Like, am I the only person that has... That is in a relationship, married... Uh, uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. Am I the only person ever that's been in a relationship that has had a crush on someone else? I mean, I've been in a relationship where I've been in, in love with multiple people at the same time. Multiple women. I'm being honest. And so if that hurts you, I'm sorry. Like, I, I did love you. I did care about you. I served you. I gave you my all. And I didn't do things like uh, look, look, look and go for other women at that time. I was honest and true to you. So if I know you're listening to this. If you want to get a hold of me, if you want to have another conversation, that's cool too. Because I'm just going to tell how it is and how I feel. Because telling you how I feel is getting, is getting us both to the truth the fastest. And I truly think I did liberate you as much as it hurt you. Like maybe you learned something about yourself. Like you have these feelings too inside of you. It's not wrong. It, they're just there. Maybe it's past life. Maybe it's not even sexual. And that's what I was even trying to tell you. It's not sexual. Or maybe it is. Maybe it's romantic. I don't know. Maybe it's past life. You're going to hear this next episode, and you're going to hear a lot of other things I've never talked about on this podcast. I've hinted at them. I'm just giving you my all. And that's why I decided to have a 20-minute friggin' uh, preamble to this thing. Because this is my most honest podcast yet in terms of like, yeah, I'm honest about the drugs and the floating and all the freaking QAnon BS. By the way, I'm trying not to cuss. I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. I really am. I'm about to cry. All right? I'm, 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 I cannot stop bringing the realness at this point. It's just more important than anything to bring the realness to your life. Hold on. I got to take a break here. I keep having to stop the recording because I might got the thing set up where it's going to go into the episode if I keep talking on the, on the, on the, uh, music. stop texting me. So anyway, I really hope you enjoy this episode. It really shows that certain people can just bring stuff out of you. Like I talked to Kara and there's certain things flowed. Whereas I talk to other people, things don't come out of my mouth. That's just how it is. So here I am. I'm back. I don't know what's going to happen with this podcast. I really don't. I, there's lots of people I still want to interview. I don't know if I'm going to keep the same format as before. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to keep riding the waves that the universe is presenting me and implementing the rule of law, which is all is one. Everybody's God. Treat them that way. Treat it accordingly. You'll be taken care of. There's nothing to worry about. In my truth, in your truthfulness with your relationships, you're actually liberating those other people. It, it hurts. It hurts. It sucks sometimes to take a bite of 
the S-H-I-T sandwich. But sometimes that's what we got to do to, to free ourselves. We got we to gotta hurt ourselves to free ourselves sometimes. Hurt our egos. Hurt other people's perceptions of you. Her perception of me is now completely changed. Even though I was 100% truthful and true the whole way. What am I going to do? Am I going to say in the middle of our relationship when it's actually good? There was points where it was good. I had a lot of great times. A lot of great times. A lot of great memories. A lot of bad memories. All right? So I'm not trying to get crying. I'm not trying to get overly emotional. I'm going to drop you into this podcast and we're going to change the vibe. All right? So I'm back. I don't know for how long or for what. Does it matter? We'll see. I'm just going to keep presenting my life to you through this honest lens as much as I can because I know it's working for me this giant uh, jerk off this is my therapy session I don't have a Dr. Melfi I kind of do actually my roommate is I've never in, in a lot of ways I me it's me my roommate is me in a lot of ways and it's unbelievable um, in a lot of ways I used to be that I'm that I'm that I've come out of so I'm in a great spot. It's just I got to take out the trash. And sometimes people come back around. They circle back around to be, to be, I guess, fully released or relieved. But hey, my dear, that we talked yesterday, I'm sorry. I just want, if you're listening to this, I just want you to know I was a good stand-up guy. I did everything in my power to take care of us and to take care of our situation. It just didn't work out. And I'm sorry that you found out I had a crush. I was sorry I was honest with you. I'm sorry I'm a human being who has all these things going through me that I want to understand. And you were a very jealous, jealous girl in our relationship. And I can and I still see parts of that. Like, yeah, it's a bummer to find out that somebody you somebody you dated had a had a crush on somebody else. But it doesn't take away from the fact that I did love you. Like you can love multiple people at once, is what I'm really understanding. So I'm on the verge of tears. I'm gonna let you guys go and listen to the podcast. Love you all. Thanks again. Bye. You are enlightened. Welcome to episode 15 of Let's Be Friends podcast with my new friend. We are speaking to the one and only Float Universe. He is the host of Float Universe podcast. He is a comedian of altered states of comedy for enlightened people only. He is the gatekeeper of a float studio, which he's been living in for two years and he just moved out. And I can't wait to hear about what it was like to sleep at a float tank for two years. Welcome Float Universe. How are you? Wow. Thank you very much. Quite an intro. Um, I'm doing fantastic. What a Pleasure to be here. Thank you for being off a fan online of what I do. And uh, it's nice to have a beautiful reflection staring me back in the face. Oh, thank you so much. Right back at you. And we do you rem- OK, do you remember how we met through the Internet? It was kind of it would be if you don't, I'm going to give you a hint. I bet you. Go ahead. I think it was Instagram Live, right? Yes. And it was, yes. Uh, yeah. You oh, yeah. were a random Instagram <laughs> Live because uh, I'll just take random people sometimes that are in the comments that want to they have the bravery because it does take a little bit of bravery to get on Instagram live. Uh, the first time I started getting on Instagram live, just as me doing it, it was, it was a little nerve wracking. And so, yeah, you're talking to someone you follow or you like, or you're interested in and they, you know, that's, that's a little bit of bravery right there just to be on, to get on the line with, with me. 
uh, knowing the kind of stuff that we could talk about potentially too. So um, I'm always open to it. Uh, you know, it comes from the space of knowing that we're the same and I can, I can accept usually what that mirror is, no matter what it is, the questions or the comments, I can usually handle it. So yeah, that, we met on uh, Instagram Live. I love that you just, okay. I love that you just called it a mirror because it is a mirror. What were you, you going to say? Oh, nothing. Go ahead. Do you? So it was. I feel like you don't know the backstory of that moment in my life when I popped up on your live. But it was you were our piece in my awakening. You, I feel a past life connection to you big time. Actually, I feel like it dates back to Lumeria. I don't know where that hits in your heart. Um, I also feel you're very connected with the Orion Council of the Light as well. But anyways, um, I had blasted up on a <laughs> I had blasted up on a uh, ship in my uh, at taking some psychedelics, only like one point seven grams of penis envy mushrooms. It wasn't like anything too crazy for me. And, uh, but it was like a DMT moment. I astral projected in my backyard onto, like I heard a cat call and they always say like, when you astral project in certain ways, you'll hear a sound and follow it. And, um, all of a sudden I'm up on a fucking ship and I ended up mind melding with a Lyran being, which came into my body. I could see it. It telepathically spoke through me. It upgraded me. Like it's taken me that's been, I was just kind of the start of my channeling and connecting with interdimensional beings like that. Cause I've had this massive awakening since, and I had no one to talk to about this. Like, seriously, can you imagine I'm this girl? I woke up with like, like a big, I call the quantum awakening. I woke up to everything last year. I had been misdiagnosed bipolar for a decade, got off those pills, found I didn't have that diagnosis, found out we were living in a simulated universe, um, started realizing I was psychic, started channeling interdimensional beings, all sorts of things. And I like had no one to talk to. So I hopped on that live that day. This was right after it happened. And I just got on your live. And I just put the request button. I don't know why. And you brought me on. And I was so excited. Do you remember my energy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it it could get overwhelming sometimes with people on Instagram Live and not knowing the incoming energy, but knowing also that your vibe attracts your tribe. And again, like I can take whatever is coming at me because ultimately it's yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, That's quite a story. My awakening (laughs) has not been as quickly it might've been like a slow awakening, a slow, like I, I think of awakening, like there's different kinds of awakening. Some people have an immediate awakening and they they jump out of bed and they're ready to go and they're up. Whereas sometimes the alarm goes off and you're laying there and you don't want to get off and you're pressing the snooze button. Uh, that's more of my awakening is I, I hear the call. I hear the alarm. I need to get up. And, uh, but there's no rush because in my experience of, um, my awakening process, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. If this is my last life to live, or I've got 5,000 more, 5,000 more to go. I have to be at peace with that because I got, I got really hung up for a long time on, um, my, with my spiritual ego and, and, and being, you know, purifying myself, being the best, um, potential channel, being an instrument of channeling and being clear and clean and trying to do all these things, not jerk off for months, not have sex, um, do drugs, don't do drugs. Um, everything possible. Um, as I awaken and I just realize, yeah, okay, you, you can rush to the end, but there's no end. Like, <laughs> I just, oh shit. I just... Every end is an inevitable beginning. Every death is an inevitable rebirth. So you are absolutely right on that. And you're actually pulling wisdom in. 
Well, you know, I was just trying to, I was just trying to just uh, be at peace with the spiritual ego, which was also uh, infinite and, and ceaseless and always wanting more. And I could never be the best. That was a very subtle form of self-hate also, I realized, which was um, perfectionism. So yeah, the awakening process for me has been a slow burn. It has been, my, I think a lot of people um, have different um, challenges in their life. My challenge has been my physical vessel. Some people it's metaphysical, some people it's spiritual, some people it's mental. I have a little bit of all of those, so I think we all do, but my, my primary um, challenge in this life is to, to the physicality of this body. Yeah. So I've been, dealing, I've been dealing with that with floating over the past seven years now, and that, that was, I think, the primary tool that led to this slow awakening that I'm still going through. And, and why I think mine is a slow awakening is my body just won't allow it, um, and I'm trying to even transcend that, that maybe the neurology of my body um, you know, the universe wants to take the amperage up, but I just can't handle it. And so that's what I mean by, I mean, it's a Kundalini process I'm going through very slowly. Maybe yours is a, a fast one. I just randomly, um, a guy I just hired at the float center. He had a book that he brought in the other day, totally about Kundalini. And it was, it was about 150 pages of kundal, different Kundalini, Kundalini experiences across different cultures. And I'm thinking, I'm like, why am I looking at this book right now? I'm in, I was laying there in ex extreme pain. And I have a, a bunch of other people in my life right now who are just, they're getting Baker acted. They're going crazy. They're losing their minds. They're running down the street naked. They are all kind all, you know, they're having their own, uh, I think, Kundalini awakenings. They're going absolutely fucking crazy. And there's no rhyme or reason for it. Yeah. So I've been, I've, I'm, I think I'm actually thankful to have a slow burn. Yeah. versus versus in it like maybe what you went through which was just i mean <laughs> quantum turn, just turn to switch on immediately whereas yep. my switch is just slowly d d d d d as yep. i can take it maybe your physical vessel is different i don't know what's your out of those things what do you think your challenges is, is it metaphysical sorry i'm just like sweating by the oh, way it's no floor, no floor down, I'm, it's humid no, um, that, I wanna, are you comfortable <laughs> i'm just saying i'm not nervous or anything it's just uh it's just florida sweat and humidity i'm it's sweating like, i'm sweating over here too but it's just because i'm nervous no <laughs> um yeah. i'm in texas it's hot here too well i'm outside so i could smoke uh yeah so let's, gonna... let's let's spark together we're gonna wake and bake together this is honestly like I, this feels like an amazing moment for me. If people have like success career moments as my career as a podcaster, this is a success moment to be having a wake and bake with float universe because oh, you do drugs you. like I do drugs. I feel like you see all of this the same as I do. And like your humor, even about all that, like the smile on my face right now, you can't make that up. Like you're reaching so many more people than you know. And so I want to dedicate this wake and bake joint to you. And I'm going to call in Santo Maria, who is the, uh, who's Mary Jane, right. in the saint form. And just thank her for this herb because it's medicinal. It's a sacred medicine. And I've been smoking for decades and I'm not ever going to quit. You've been smoking for decades. You don't look like you've been even alive for two decades. I'm 37 years old. I'm, oh, well, there you go. You I'm, I'm about to be 40. You're about to be like the same age. <laughs> I'm about to be 40 in like uh, three weeks. And age isn't real. So really, we're just, you know, well, endless. Well, that's the other thing. I got a whole theory behind that, too. I think sometimes people get in, like, I've had a lot of head injuries, and I think I've been mentally stuck between, like, a 17-year-old and a 25-year-old. And because of that, by virtue of my mentations of uh, how I feel about reality and how I act, I think that uh, goes downstream into the body. So if you're young at heart, if you're not mentally old, if you're not mentally rigid, I think that um, flows down into the body. So a lot of head injuries at a young age uh, kept me young, I think, and here I still am, almost uh, 40 and smoking weed, doing memes, and uh, 
no grays. We've been the dream, really. Yeah, yeah, no grays here either. And you know what? I don't think there's I don't think you're stuck at that age because I just think it's a blessing to still be that. And just right. Right. But I have a theory, though, sometimes people get traumatized at a certain age and they stay mentally that age. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's that's my theory. Okay, let's spark it. Ready? I was almost like, what? How do I do this with the mic? Well. And mm -hmm. I'm smoking a fine indica. What about you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'll show you. Chem dog. Mmm. <laughs> that is a nice bag of herb right there. I just have this one right here. Well, I have I've got my edibles right here. I took one of those earlier. I used to be when I was um on my medications for bipolar, I could just eat like a hundred grams of edibles easy, no problem. And now I'll eat like 10 and I feel it hard. Now see how much how much are you smoking on an average day? I'm smoking um, between honestly, about three to three and a half grams, and it's not good. Oh, I'm at least doing four or five grams. Hi, you, nice to meet you. you. <laughs> and how do you, I, how do I? What? How do you afford it? How do you afford it? I just have a good. I just you know that's my secret. That's my secret. How I afford it? I've got a good source. But you know, what do you do for a living? I'm a freelancer. I, uh, I do freelance photography and graphic design. And then I did that I, for 10 years as well. Yeah, it's nice to, and I've done lots of different things. Like I, I went to college, I went to grad school for international relations. I used to work in publishing. I worked for the man, but I left the matrix and I started freelance photography and then just kind of flowed into any other jobs that came from that. Um, but I am actually a couple of weeks from publishing my first book, my memoir, Here oh. Comes Trouble. That's the Instagram name and that, that popped on your live. And it's uh, all about my quantum awakening. Ah, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's See, my job, about, new job. That's 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 been difficult for me because I think about writing a book sometimes. I'm like, you know, I'm not I'm not at the end of the journey yet. Though. What am I what am I going to write about? But I guess I but could there write is about. no end. You already said that. I know. I know. But it's and like I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm healed enough to put myself okay. out there to say, hey, this I is how like, you should live your life. I would like to free you right now and let you know you're already healed. You actually have everything you already need inside of you. There is nothing more to do. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not stuck at some age. Your body's not rejecting anything. You've already had your awakening. It's just about you opening your eyes and seeing it's all inside of you. You are your biggest enemy. Let that all go. I'm oh, telling yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no doubt. I know that. You have the mindset that you're already healed and there's nothing wrong. Because I think it's this matrix fucker. You were asking me earlier what my journey was. Well, think about being told you were bipolar by five different psychiatrists over 10 years. And I'd struggled with, I've had every like mental diagnosis pretty much. Like before that even, I've done the gamut of recovery in so many ways. I was thought it was fucked up. I'd given up on myself completely. That's what I had to learn to overcome was the mind. And then to wake up and learn this whole world is programmed. And like, like I just learned, I just fell into the rabbit hole this fall. Like I just learned about everything, like all at once. And with the eyes that, it, that that's going on, you know? And so for me, it was learning to just stop seeing that there was something wrong with me because when I was quote unquote bipolar, I was broken and I became it. I literally, you know what I mean? Like I became it. And so once we tell ourselves there's nothing wrong with us. I know. Well, well that's, the, that's the problem with, I'm not a victim. Um, I have to be, you know, you have to look at your life and be, uh, give yourself a fair assessment sometimes and to say, Hey, my neck's hurting. I'm having physical problems in this body. This is not fun. I, I want to heal this. There's something to that, I think, but no, I totally agree with, I don't sit here and think I'm a victim though. Cause I don't believe in victim mentality and the whole world is now the victim mentality Olympics. The oppression Olympics is now what the world has become. Who 
has, uh, who, who is, who's the most offended, who's the most hurt. And they're going to make a whole life out of being a victim of that situation. So I'm not a, I'm not a, yeah, you get knocked down, you get hurt. Somebody abuses you, 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 you get up and you move on you heal yourself. Uh, but you don't continue to self-perpetuate that existence by playing that character. So I'm a, yeah, like you, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm, I try to be like open-minded, not, not come to, not, not, not collapse the wave function on a definitive um, judgment that, yeah, you're right. It's, it, you shouldn't say you can't heal or you're not going to be healed because I think that collapses the wave particle and you go to that reality where that's a, that's more of a possibility than not. Um, I try to keep my mind open and not um, on any course. And I don't know if that's a good thing or not, to be honest with you over the past few years, I just surf. Um, but it takes a lot of freedom to do what I do. I mean, or not, it doesn't take a lot of freedom. It takes a lot of like being able to let go fast of things, situations, people, um, if you want to keep surfing into new realities. So that's the hardest part about what I do, which has become easy to me, is letting go. So yeah, I just moved out of a float center after two years. It was a struggle the last month um, because I liked living there. I liked what I was able to do when I was living at the float center. But ultimately... Um, as much as that was a great life, I was living in the back of a float center. You know, there's so much more to do in this world, so much more that could be had. And so I just, I just had to trust everything else that has been, uh, ahead of me thus far, which is the, the moment I let go of something that's no longer serving me, something better comes into my reality. And a lot of times the hard part is you don't know what that's going to be. So you have to take the jump. But the easy part for me taking the jump now is from a, from a place of lived experience is you are the universe. And so you will catch yourself right? You're not going to let yourself fall. And if you do let yourself fall, it's to learn something about the fall. Maybe it's to learn that you're going to be caught by yourself with something even better if you'll allow it. And so that's why I say, you know, be open-minded. Uh, don't judge. Like I tell people, this is my key for, for um, what I do at the float center and helping people, non-judgment and loving oneness. If you can get into that space of loving oneness and non-judgment for people, you can just be a crystal clear mirror and they can talk to you and then their problems will fall out of their own mouth. You have don't, you don't say anything and they usually can pick it up right there and say, Oh, now I get it. So my practice is to just try to shut the fuck up and listen. Uh, like that's the key to being a good float center operator is you have to be able to listen. Most people when they're talking uh, or listening, they're not actually listening. They're already got the next thing they want to say to the person. <laughs> So not listening actively. So I, I practice active listening. I practice active patience. Another thing I'll do, like if I'm in a grocery store, I usually don't have anywhere to go. Ultimately, there's nothing to do, nowhere to go. Every once in a while, I am in a hurry and I do need to be somewhere and I try to honor that. But usually I'm not. And I will get like, for example, in a grocery store, I only got a few things sometimes. Um, there's maybe a woman behind me with a ton of stuff. It doesn't matter who it is. I say, get in front of me. They're like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm, I'm practicing patience today. And so not only do I get to practice the patience, but they get, I get to show to somebody that there are people in this world that are maybe not on that stressed out level of anxiety, fear, you got to rush somewhere. And so not only in that space of, of allowing that person to go in front of you, uh, the next register will open up or something, you know, you'll get out of there before that person even still. Uh, that's happened many times or, or a lot of times it's like you are approaching a situation, for example, like a grocery store and there's every line is busy. Every line got somebody with a hundred things in their cart and they all look like they're idiots that don't know what they're doing. So it looks like it's going to take forever. That's, that, that, that's a judgment. That's a total judgment. And that's fine. You can do that. 
But what I do is I just re relax and breathe. I say, well, if Lord, if I'm supposed to sit here for an hour and watch these people get their stuff going through the line, then I'm going to do that. But if you got other plans for me, I will relax into that as well. And, and nine times out of 10, another uh, thing will open up and I will be out of there again before everyone else. So uh, judgment is what's hanging. Judgment is obscuring reality for most people. Um, their judgment is blocking them from opportunity. It's um, and also loving oneness is the, is the second part of it. Um, no division. I try to see that person again from that lived experience of the psychedelics and the floating that we're all one. This is a, just a giant energy field. You're a reflection of me. Um, sometimes it's a good one, sometimes it's a bad one. What I recommend for people um, that are hearing this right now, there's a great video on YouTube called The Seven is Seen Mirrors by Greg Braden. I always recommend it to people, especially if we start talking about the mirrors, because as you move throughout your life, you're going to notice that there are uh, seven, uh, if you can really, you start to see it, but you have like the mirror of what's going on in the moment. Like let's say I'm pissed off. I attract somebody that's also pissed off. That's a mirror of me in the moment or there's a mirror of things in the past, or there's the mirror of things we've had uh, taken from us, let go. Like for example, when you're attracted to somebody, like really attracted to somebody and you don't know why, and sometimes, <laughs> that's not, it's not, it's, and sometimes it's not even physical, it's not even sex or anything like that. It's sometimes that they have something in them that you either let go, had taken away, or you know what I mean? Like you, uh -huh. a, a, a part of you is uh, that you used to, I don't know, love or, a, a good part of you that you let go of or was taken away from you, whether you um, let it go, whether, whether, it, whether, it was t whether it was taken by force or not, um, you, you, when, you when you see that or you feel it energetically in another person, that's a lot of times the attraction. So I, uh, uh, the, the mirror of God is the parents, your parents. So how you view your relationship with your parents is a lot of times uh, wow. a very a very uh, strange but exact mirror of God. So wow. I, I, if, you're, if you're listening to the mirror stuff and you get a resonance with it, check out Greg Braden's Seven to Seen Mirrors on YouTube. It's a two hour video. It looks like it's from like the late 80s, early 90s. Don't, like I said, that's judgment. If you look yeah. at a video, <laughs> if you look at a video it. and be like, <laughs> if you look at a video and you're like, oh man, this guy's got a mullet and this shit was made in 1989. It's, it's timeless. I've got goosebumps. It's timeless information. Yes. Everything is, Doesn't, you are, Oh, thank you for all that wisdom drop that just there. Everything you just said really resonated with me so much. I, and I'm getting this vision of you as like a big redwood tree. And every time you're bringing this knowledge out, like another ring in the tree is created and you're really solid. And like I was saying, when I was introducing you, like, I feel like, and I think I was the first thing I said to me, hop on the phone. It was like, you're an old soul. And uh, like you came here to help out this awakening. I can almost cry as I'm saying this. It just feels so powerful. And like, you're just, um, your heart chakra is huge. Like your heart is so open, especially for a divine. No, it's I don't see that, but okay. Okay. I, I under, and I understand that you don't see it because that's that energy that you contracted to have come back up in yourself this lifetime because you knew you could overcome it. And you knew by transmuting that, that you'd become stronger. You get what I'm saying? And that ties into what you're saying oh, yeah. with this. Like when you meet somebody and you're just attracted to something and then, or any kind of like, pull that you can't really put words to is I feel most likely some past life thing that you wanted to come up in this lifetime and energy to come through in that way. So you could transmute it this time. You know, I, it's interesting you bring that up. Um, past lives has been something that has consumed me for the past few years because I'll just tell a story. I've never really told on a podcast, even my own podcast. Yeah. But one day I was, this was, I had broken up with my ex who I was with for like four and a half, five years. And we, 
I was in the space of like, kind of like trying to figure out if I wanted to be back with her. I was, I was still seeing her, but not like we weren't dating. We were just hanging out and stuff. And she was going through a process of her grandparents dying. So I was kind of there holding that space for her, but we weren't romantic or anything like that. I was trying to figure out if I really wanted to, you know, after five years, you know, say goodbye to this situation and, you know, think of sometimes relationships as an investment. Do I, you know, is it really, do I want to just flush yeah. this down the toilet? Um, and so after about two years, um, uh, over, over, I, I hadn't moved on, but I hadn't got a crush on anyone else. I wasn't dating anyone else at all. I was just in this empty space. And one day, and mind Joe was a photographer for like 10 years. I did fashion magazines and weddings, all these things. So <laughs> I've seen a lot of beautiful I know faces. your world. Yeah, we're so similar. Go ahead. And so I'm, one day I'm just at like a tropical smoothie, just minding my own business. And I'm, there's like a, ma- a local magazine with all like advertisements of health, wellness stuff. And I'm just flipping through the magazine and there's this ad and I just see the picture of this woman and time stops and I get, everything goes crazy. Like it was like a psychedelic, it was a a peak spiritual experience with no drugs. And it was just by looking in a, in a photograph's eyes of this woman and it, and I fell in love with her instantly. And I found her online and I befriended her a little bit. Oh my God, I love Uh, this. No, this story. No, this is a sick story. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll keep, but we'll keep going. So I found this. I found this woman's picture, and she just blew me away. It completely blew me away. It sent me into a whole nother state of being that I'd never even been on acid like that before. Anything, DMT, nothing. <laughs> like just blew me away. And so I'm like, maybe this woman's single. Maybe she's not. I'll send her a message. And I sent her this message with like all these things. But it was at the time where sometimes you could send a message to people on Facebook and they wouldn't see it or not. You know what I mean? Right, or or right. they would they would open it up, but they didn't see that first part. And I'm like, I never knew she saw what I said about her. Well, then I add her on Instagram. She adds me saying, OK, like this, obviously she's not repelled by me. But at the same time, like this woman is like a next like her her job is next level stuff. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that because <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to give away too much about who she is. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I'm like in love with this girl and I don't know why I've never met her. It's just the craziest thing. And it's just driving me crazy. Absolutely crazy. I don't want to do nothing with anybody else. Even my ex, I said, forget about it. I'm done with that girl. Um, Five years and, done. Saw this picture. And Yeah. And so I'm one day scrolling Instagram and part of me is like, man, I wish this girl had a boyfriend or I wish I could find out she had a, something going on. So that way I could just let this shit go. <laughs> but, but, would you and still I'm, have though? I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, yeah, I would have. Cause here's the thing I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling down her Instagram and then, and it was like a local magazine. She just done an engagement shoot with a guy and they're going to get married. And I went to the magazine article and I'm like, okay, cool. Like this chick is totally out. Of, it's, it's great. Once I figured out a woman's uh, in, in a good yeah. spot, they're, they're married, got a boyfriend, whatever. I yeah. completely leave it, completely yeah. leave it alone. And, uh, and so I let, I let it go, but I'm kind of like, oh, well, this is, that was cool. Like to feel this way, but I wonder what that was about. Well, then I'm scrolling. I, I keep kind of like tabs on her in, in the back of my life and in my mm-hmm. mind. And I I'll, sometimes <laughs> I'll look at her page, like what's going on with this chick. And then she hadn't you posted didn't let it go. <laughs> I did. I, well, I couldn't let it go because it was so yeah, the way it started no, with I, it, I could yeah. not let that go. It blew me away. And so I'm, uh, where was scrolling I? Okay, again. so I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling to get another day. Months later, she hasn't posted in a while, and I'm like, "What's going on?" And then she she was living locally, right, in my area at the time. Well, I, she moved away. She had packed up her bags. This guy wasn't in the picture anymore. It seemed like, and she had moved to New York City. Wow! Did you did you move to so, New York City? 
no, 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 no. But I'm just saying, but, but she was still my friend and I would make little comments on her Instagram page and she looked, she, she was doing good. And then the pandemic hit. Um, and then I guess for whatever reason, okay, she was a doctor. Let's just clear that up. She's a doctor. And and I I don't know what happened to her. Maybe she saw all the bullshit in New York was a hoax or something, but she got the hell out of there. Out of of there. Now she's living in somewhere completely different. I think, I don't know, but uh, actually I know, but I'm not going to get more stuff. He knows, he knows. (laughs) Okay. So she never knew about any of this. I would send her, you know, like nice messages and I would send her funny jokes. Like I would send her the funniest memes. Like there was one time on, on the float universe account. I'm like, Hey guys, I need you to make memes about this topic for me so I can send her this chick. And so everybody made memes. It was funny. But anyway, um, I needed to figure out why I felt like this. I still haven't talked to her since all this happened and she moved away. Like I, and she's not on Instagram. She's, she's gone on Instagram. She didn't block me. Didn't delete me. I went on all my 15 other accounts to make sure that, <laughs> but <laughs> she so just funny. disappeared. She just disappeared. And so, you know, like curtain closed, but okay. So I'm left with what, what is this? Why did, why did this day, why to this day still, do I still have these feelings for this person? Well, I, I, I did a lot of psychedelics with psychedelics. A lot of times, if you don't take enough, for example, you're not going to get a clear information because a lot of that's your ego still persisting through the experience. You need to be flattened out on the ground with the aliens talking to you to really get some new information. And so trying to ascertain like, what is, why do I feel this way? Is this like a, a particularly pretty woman? Like what is the cause of this situation? Why do I feel this way about this person? And um, so I'm floating one day and I had this deck of tarot cards, an Osho deck. And I was, you know, shuffled them. And I, I said, I really want to know what to do about this situation with this woman and why I feel this way. Because this woman knows nothing about this at all. I mean, I'm, and I'm going crazy. And, and not only that, I was attracting all kinds of stuff about twin flames and, 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 oh, and no. soulmates, all kinds of psychotic, all kinds <laughs> yeah, of psychotic twin- people. Yeah. Because I had done so much research on this thing that was ultimately not quantifiable in any way. You cannot, oh, it's soulmates. Oh, it's twin flames. Well, so I pulled the, uh, the tarot deck, pulled the card, the Osho deck, and it was a it, the card was past lives. I'm like, okay, now how do I how do I get information about past lives? I don't trust the information coming through a psychedelic experience. I don't trust my own mind in meditation. Um, what came to me was um, guided hypnosis, past life regression, uh, and so I found a not too long after that, obviously the universe provides pretty quickly when you're ready to go. And I went and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to talk about this because I think n- not only with the goofiness, I'm trying to make my mic nice here. It looks great. I'm just going to hold it. But not only the goofiness of why I felt this way for no reason, I need to figure that out. But I also learned a lot of things about what's going on in hypnosis too. So I went to hypnosis and I told her, I said, I, I got two issues here. If you can, I want to quit weed with this technique if it's possible. Long story short, didn't even fucking come close. There's something karmic with me and weed. I don't know what it is. Um, I'm balancing it out. We'll figure it out. I'm so tapping anyway, it on what it is. <laughs> the, Go ahead. The, the, the other thing was I told her, I said, look, um, I told this whole situation about this woman. <clears throat> I said, uh, I'm in love with this woman. Never met her. I saw her eyes in a picture and I just set me on fire. I got to figure out why. And so she dropped me down and it was, well, the first thing about hypnosis I'll say is, I went to hypnosis the first time and the room was a little chilly and I wasn't worried, prepared for the, how cold you it was going to be. You were distracted so you couldn't I was nervous. Yeah, I was yeah. anxious. All you need is bit. something like that, you know, to get your attention. Yeah. And, and so I was having, I was having to pee a lot, but I would pee in the <laughs> pee. Would, the, <laughs> I would, I would pee and the pee would be crystal clear. I'm like, okay, this is interesting phenomenon, but I drank more water that morning. Maybe I'm not, I'm even really hydrated, Yeah. but I had to keep getting up during the session. 
So I came to another session. I said, you know what, the next session, I'm not gonna drink anything in the morning. I'm gonna wear appropriate clothes. I'm gonna be nice and warm. And the same thing happened. I would get up in the middle of the session and I would go and I'd, I'd say, sorry, I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> you're take a supposed number. to be hypnotized and you're getting up in the middle of the session. That's amazing. Uh, the, the urge to urinate is so intense because no, I get yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And it's just nothing but crystal clear. Whereas, you know, like if you sleep and you're dehydrated, it should be like yellow, orange. Yeah, this yeah. Was it was, this was crystal clear and it was, a ton, <laughs> and it was a ton. It was a fucking ton of it. And I said, okay, this is interesting. So the third time I went, I said, I'm going to dehydrate myself. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to. The same thing happens. So uh, with the with the with the experience, I'm like tremoring, you know, on the come up of the or when they're putting you in the state of hypnosis, I'm tremoring like a psychedelic come up. So it, to me, that shows me that I'm releasing things. I also, you know, that third time it was a, a ton of crystal clear. I said, okay. Um, my thought is that I'm metaphys metaphysically releasing something here because mm -hmm. there's no way that this water should be inside my body and be this clear. Yeah. And so my, my takeaway was that there was a massive amount of release and I'm going to get to the story about what actually happened. So she dropped me down and it's like the 1950s and I'm a, 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 an awareness hovering above a cornfield mm -hmm. and I hear music and I'm like, then I'm pushing my awareness towards the event and I'm actually going backwards through time. I'm, mm. I've already... Yeah, it's like if you ever seen the the Tenet movie, it's like that. Mm -hmm, I'm experiencing mm -hmm. time backwards, but um, then I'm in a, like a barn house and I see like a girl that's like 16, 17 years old, and she's like hiding or she's like dead. And then I move backwards in time a little bit more, and this girl is like escaping, like trying to escape the house, like she's sneaking out of the house in the 50s, like away from her parents. And this is, and I go back in time more. I'm like, oh wait, this is me. I'm the, my daughter. I'm, I'm talking. That's my daughter. Oh, and I'm, 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 and I'm yelling at her, and it's just me and her. I don't know where the mom is at. And so I'm moving back in time. So apparently, the the, the story is I'm yelling at my daughter, and she's leaving the house. And in in, in the course of escaping the house, she gets she dies. She like falls over, and she, she has an accident in the barn. And then. Yeah. And then I'm moving backwards in time. I'm like, okay, how did, what, what happened? Where's my wife at? Or where's the mother of this woman? Where's it, you know, where's this? What's going on? Well, that woman is the woman who I'm obsessed with. The mother of the girl that died in this vision. I'm the father. And the woman I'm obsessed with from the magazine is the mother. And she's missing, and, and, right? And, yeah. And, but then I, then it's like a motorcycle accident and she's on the motorcycle with me. Oh and she, no. And, and she <gasps> dies. Oh my gosh. I'm getting so, a huge wave of chills. I get why then you see her picture. So I keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So um, my, I had a lot of takeaways, but um, I was like, this was like the life of Job for me. Like in the Bible, all these bad things happening to me. And at the end of this vision, oh, I go back wow. and it's, a, it's, it's, but it's not a good ending though. It's a suicide. I killed myself after all this life. Oh of my misery. gosh. I'm so sorry. It's fine. But the thing was too, though, after I had these, it was like a few sessions where I kind of put the story together yeah. and um, I would go home after the sessions and just be so, I would cry so deeply. Um, and it didn't make any sense logically because this didn't happen in my life. Like, but this, this energy, this, I had an intense anger in my life before I discovered this. Um, I'm about to cry talking about it, but I feel it. Bef before I discovered the situation with this woman and all these things I'd done, I, suffered an intense amount of anger in my life for no reason. Like I've never been abused. And that was another thing in psychedelics. I went back really deeply 
when I started getting into psychedelics and floating, I said, where is this anger coming from? Was I abused? What, did I compartmentalize it? What happened to me? And I dug so deep and I asked everything I can ask. Had I ever been raped or abused as a kid? No, was the answer. So where does this come from? Where does this anger and intensity come from? What was my past life anger at the way that life went? And so another thing I learned from past life regression was I think sometimes these things in our current lives that we are adverse against or we won't want to try or do, like I've never shot a gun in my life. Um, I was pretty much anti-guns until last year. You know, now, now, you, now it's like, oh, wow, you do need a legitimate need. Same here. Same exact here. And that's what keeps the that's what keeps the UN troops off the shoreline, by the way, is everybody's got a gun here. But um, that's another story. So anyway, <laughs> I, I, because I shot myself with a gun, um, I don't like guns. Yeah. And yeah. because my I've never rode a motorcycle in my life. I don't have any desire to ride a motorcycle. And I do believe it's because I kill, I, I got injured and I killed my wife on, in my last life. Um, on that bike. And so now I don't want nothing to do with motorcycles, nothing to do with guns. Um, and there's no reason why in this life, logically that I had any adverse aversion to those things. So when you start to past lives are difficult sometimes for people because you can't quantify it. I mean, unless you get lucky enough to find some record of your existence and a picture that kind of looks like you, I've tried to look for that. That doesn't, I can't find it. Um, I haven't had that grace, but because time is quantum and it's all happening right now. Right. So that's now. true too. You're and so, and, and, and that allowed me to release so much anger, um, knowing that, and, and, and I went, I kept going back to the hypnotherapist and I had spent many, many lifetimes with this woman. Wow. And so, and so part of that for me was like, okay, if there's any truth to this, what does it matter now? Um, and so it was like, I was able to let go. Um, whether she realizes this, maybe she'll watch this video one day, who knows? Um, but mi- I just have to speak my truth that something as wild as a past life can help you unravel pain and suffering that you're experiencing in this life. It's very hard to believe, but that's, that's my truth. That's my takeaway from hypnosis and having a bizarre experience with a picture that I should have, I mean, I would have let it go, but I couldn't, I could not let, I still can't. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I, I could almost cry still right now. I, um, I've almost, I almost cried. A few, I might, um, I might, and I'm holding this African bloodstone crystal I just grabbed, which I just got the other day and it's for taking in pain and transmuting it. And as you're t- and I'm a channel, like I feel when I channel for people, like I will feel that's why I'm, I'm feeling how you feel. I am like, I literally am picking up. That's part of my psyche. No, I, I definitely, definitely. Yeah. You definitely yeah. a real deal. Yeah. And, um, everything you're saying is, I just ring so true. Um, it's just wild. Like you're saying that even my response to you killed yourself was I'm sorry. Cause I, I've tapped in, you know, I under, I'm with you on the validity of how that is. And that's real in your life. And that tying it into that just crazy experience you have seeing that woman's picture. Well, that's exactly why it makes total sense. And, um, I am a firm believer in what you're saying too, about us having to experience these emotions in this life and if it's through a past life thing like that to heal it and that's huge what you experienced um with the and the suicide and i um had suicide ideations in this life since i was 16 and with my mental issues and never went away i only tried to kill myself once thankfully but a couple weeks ago i don't know if it's what's going on in the world with this awakening and everything it's been intense the past couple weeks it has been so intense i had a day where i started seeing flashes of me killing myself 
I, I might cry too here. And, um, but I literally was, yeah, I'm going to cry. Um, but I, I suddenly saw, cause I see past lives now so easily. It just splashes. They just like, it's, it's wild. And it was just all of a sudden I'm like asking my guides. I'm like, why are you showing me this? I was like, am I having suicide ideation right now? Because I've been off the pills for over a year and I've never been happier. Like everything that went through last year, like I'm solid, I'm strong. Even if I'm going to sound like I'm going to cry now, like, look, I'm solid. Like, it's just me feeling there's nothing wrong with it. It's a gift. But I asked my guides, why am I seeing this right now? Am I, I'm not having ideations. And they were like, you're processing and letting go of this. We needed you to see Kara. And I'm seeing it again, kind of right now. A lot of them, I'm, I, I jump off a cliff. Um, I, it's like Greenland, like, so it's, I don't know, it's wild. Like it's a cliff and I, I jump in the ocean and I kill myself. And also, and it's just, I had to let that go. I had to release that trauma because it was stuck in my body. That's what my guides told me. They said, this was the life Kara that you chose to come and fully heal yourself. You chose to fully wake up in this life. And we needed you to see this trauma that you had gone through that created who you are. You know what I mean? This, we, yeah. we experienced it. It was real. And that's why you had unexplainable anger. I did too. I did actually, I, I like, it's just, it's crazy. These people and water too. Like I would always, I'm sure I know I've drowned. Like I'm sure like there's lots of times and I didn't believe in past lives in September even though I had tapped into the Akashic records on psychedelics in the past, but I never believed what I experienced on psychedelics before. I thought it was just drugs because that's the matrix mind I honestly programming. honestly believe, I believe the psychedelics more than I believe the, the hypnosis. Yeah, well, that was part of the matrix mind programming on me to not believe myself, believe my own magic. And it's all within right. us. We are the disclosure. We are the interdimensional beings. But anyway, I this fall after my awakening and ha blasting on that ship and just, it's gotten deeper. The experiences I've had plenty. I see spirits. Like I see this stuff all good, always for the highest good of love, always with me. It's just a solid line. I always say that, but I, I, I see my past lives so clearly. I've seen my friends. I've seen them with my eyes open. They'll flash. Like I channel people's past lives now. And it's blown my mind because when you do that, you're just saying things often, right? You have, don't know anything about these people. I get on a phone call. I've never met them before. I don't know anything about them, but I tell them what comes through and often it will blow their mind. Like one girl, I was like, oh, I see you as a shaman and you're administering uh, medicines and you're at Lake Titicaca. And she stops me and goes, I did ayahuasca at Lake Titicaca two years ago. Like just all sorts of things like that all the time. But past lives in my mind are a real thing. And you said something that is so interesting earlier about it. It's like, we don't have anything tangible, like a picture to look at. Or, and I don't really know if we can find that because the way quantum. Yeah, I've, 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 seen, I've, read, I've read stories of that where people, um, they remember their past lives. They can go right to the house they lived in and tell That's everybody amazing. who they were. And then I've read stories of people who found pictures that look like themselves and they looked into the person they had, you know, I've, so it exists, but it's a very everything rare thing. Can. Every, oh, yeah, I, I, and I'm a firm a believer in everything. Like that. Yeah. Another takeaway, there was a, a big takeaway actually, um, which was, you know, a lot of people believe that when they kill themselves, they're going to go to hell. Whatever that, that hell may be for them, a lot of people believe that that's what's, what's on the other side of that. What I believe is on the other side of death is what you believe when you die on this end of it. Um, you experience, if you look at um, near-death experiences or people who've come back, it's usually culturally based. Like in Japan, they don't experience Jesus when they die. They experience a white light, like uh, the Shinto Buddhists. You know what I mean? There's, there's no central figurehead. Whereas if you're a Christian, you <laughs> <Central> die. <figurehead. laughs> you know, like Christ in the church, right? So if you die and, and you're a Christian, a lot of Christians, uh, or they have the near-death experiences where they, they meet Christ. Christ is waiting for them. Stuff like that. So 
Oh, see, now this is where the smoking's coming in. What were we talking about? I know. I well, you start sparking up again. Oh, oh, and I was oh, like, well, oh, I'm gonna oh, spark the, up the, again too. Yeah, we're talking the, about the um, past life yeah, stuff. Past lives and, and, and hell. So there's no hell. There, yeah, there's no, no hell. There's no hell. There's no hell. There's no hell. Yeah. I, I killed myself and I didn't go to a I didn't go to a hell yeah, yeah. where I was <laughs> But I woke up debunked, in this life. Debunked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. But but I woke up in this life. Yeah. Yep. And, and this- so no take. That was the biggest one of the biggest takeaways from all the hypnosis I did was um, there is no hell. And if there is a hell, it's like what you're living currently. It, 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 somebody next to you is living hell on earth and somebody yeah. on the other side is living heaven on earth. Yes. It's a and, state uh, of mind. And it really is. And it is. Even, even when things are coming at you. Um, Oh, this is good. This is bad. No, it, it it just is. You are giving it a label of good or bad. And so that's what I mean by no judgment. Yes. The power of the mind. We are the creators of our reality by our thoughts, by our perceptions. And um, and heaven and hell is created. I don't I didn't grow up going to church. I have never been huge into religion religion. That's where I always attach the concept of hell from. And then I just thought with these new open eyes, I think about things. I'm like, obviously they created that concept as part of the control mechanism because they created the religion to control too. God is within us. Everything is within us. We, and within us, we decide if we want to be in a heaven state or a hell state or a neutral point state, which has actually been my goal lately. Yeah. Mine is to be neutral. And, uh, like I said, non-judgmental, which is non-polarized and at the center of oneness and yeah, heart. Here's the thing. A lot of people, like there's, I think the nation of Islam has it about right. It's about five percenters, right? At the top, which are enlightened in the heart space, serving God. There's 10%, uh, uh, you know, probably there's a level of illumination you can have, but still also be nefarious and dark and evil with it. That's the 10%. That's the Illuminati. And then below that, obviously, are the 85%, which are the unawakened masses, Um like cross talks, like Christ talks about on the cross, forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. That's people's only sin is their uh, lack of awareness. So sin just means without. Oh you, my you're God, without. you're right. Syntax error. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah means, sin. Or just sin, sin just means yeah. without. So you're, you're yeah. without the oneness of God. You are in division. You are polarized. You are. You know what I mean? So absolutely. That, it, that is that space I try to stay in with the non-judgment. Judgment just puts you in a state of polarization. Yeah. Also, a judgment is a filter. Here's the problem with a lot of psychics. Psychics are only as good as how clear their filter is. And yeah. so I, 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 I've experienced people that give me some spot on information, but then they'll give me advice. And I'm like, honey, look at the three fingers pointing no. back at you. You are so right on that. Like you have to do, I, you have to do the work on yourself because you're seeing through your filter. And like when I channel for people, I have to step away from Kara. Like I discovered how to really channel so well on psychedelics. Like it's, it's unreal how well I can do this on psychedelics, but like you, Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can channel things that are alive. See, that's the other thing. That was yeah. another takeaway was Everything exists simultaneously within the one, whether it's dead, alive, past or present. So not only could you channel somebody who's dead in their information field, but you can channel somebody who's alive. Yep. Yet to be born is yet to be born is maybe possible, but you wouldn't know because how would you know who they are? They're yet right. to be born. It, future it, future consciousness, the, the, the future Buddha, Maitreya. <laughs> yes. Yes. And like when you, but like if to channel, like you do, you step out of yourself and it's like you go into this neutral zone and you go into their essence. And so you feel them. So it's like, 
when I get a, like first, when I get a call, like a channeling call, I hop on with someone, I don't know. I don't know. Am I about to like tap into someone who's full of tons of love and like get to feel that energy for the next hour? Or am I about oh, yeah. to process something and like channel some heavy stuff with someone, you know, it can, it's, it's, it's that's it's, how it is. The float center. Yeah. Whoever's yeah. walking through the door. I don't know half the time if it's a new person, uh, what they're going to bring in and who they are. And I can tell some people walk in, there was a girl that walked in the day too bad. She was, uh, uh, in a relationship, but she was like, <laughs> she was like literally me, but I was attracted to her. I was like, Whoa, I'm like, <laughs> she was like, she was all my best qualities. She looked like me. Uh, she was tall. She was, I went to law school. I'm not an attorney, but she was an attorney. I'm like, wow. I'm like, Holy shit. Like this. And it, Oh, sorry. I dropped the mic. Can you hear <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you. you, 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 you you're talking to a girl and you don't sometimes, you know, I never bring it up. If you have a boyfriend and I'm always waiting for them to drop it. Or if I see a ring or something and sure enough, 45 minutes in the conversation, my boyfriend, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That's cool. You know, I can't, you can't, you can't, uh, okay. So I'm still in love with the other girl from the hypnosis stuff. But yeah. like I said, that, that's, that, that's as much, that's as much as a fantasy as uh, you know, like a movie star or something, a celebrity. I mean, honestly, celebrity is probably more attainable than this uh, weird situation I put myself in. But I trust <laughs> I trust my intuition more than anything. And my intuition has always proven me right. And so I also encourage people to float because it gets you in tune with not only your intuition, but your body's intuition. And your body, here's another, here's another one, Dr. David Hawkins. Um, you can tell truth from falsehood by your body. Uh, kinesiology. He, he does it. If you get into his stuff, um, it's very high spiritual teachings. I consider him one of the highest right there with Osho, uh, who's right there at the top rung too. And um, there's a few other spiritual giants out there and they'll come to me as we talk. But mm -hmm. definitely Osho, Dr. David Hawkins, um, Greg Braden, he's still alive. Um, he talks a lot about, like I said, he was the, a 70 scene mirrors guy. He talks about, you know, basically the, the hologram and the energy field that we're all sharing. Um, I forget mm -hmm. what he called, that book is called, but um, he's got a lot of books about those kind of subjects. Definitely check out Greg Braden, Dr. David Hawkins, and um, Osho. A lot of people have a problem with Osho because of his, you know, situation in Oregon. I think it was with his, um, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Wild I know who, he, I know who he, that he, is, but there was the show on, there was a whole documentary on Netflix about it. It was called Wild Something. Wild Country. Oh, I never watched that. Yeah, my boyfriend watched that. that. That's about his. Um, he was telling me he used to live in Oregon. His, There's something. There was like a cult or something like that, right? Yeah, there? It, yeah. The cult slash um, ashram, right? But it was basically his underling who was doing all the nefarious things. Yeah. Osho, I think, was just you know because he obviously got away from it all. He didn't go to well, jail. Well, the anything. darkness tries to bring bright light in. It finds bright yeah. light, like us, you know. We've taught you. We mentioned how it's been a heavy like month or two. It has. That's the truth. Five May was a change month. Um, and number five numerology has changed. I talk about this a lot. We had five, five, 2021, 2021 <clears throat> this year is a five year. So we had a triple five day and everything going on in this world. It's like the world's going through its ego death and stark daylight right now. And, um, us bright lights that are, have done the work, you know, that are healed, that don't have, you know, we're still like feeling it because the darkness is scrambling and looking for light right now. And it, like Osha, Osho, like he would have been a that darkness found him it will try to pull us in it, you know what i'm talking about i've oh, felt yeah. in my life recently a lot like and you talk about letting go earlier i've had to let go of lots of like relationships and friendships and just different situations and stuff that just don't vibrate it's not personal it's vibrational yeah no the last month has been extremely difficult in terms of 
I was in a spot that I wasn't obviously the best spot for me, you know, ultimately in the long-term goal. Um, but I got comfortable, um, though I could start to see the walls collapsing around me. Okay. So one thing I'll say about being more aware, having, bringing consciousness to your life is instead of being hit with the wave, you can maybe see the wave coming maybe yeah. way out on the distance. The waves even, are versus, always going to come. <laughs> right. And so I saw these waves coming. I saw the walls literally closing in on me as at the business I work at um, and run gets busier and expands. I live in a yoga room or I was living in a yoga room. I was like imagining you like sleeping in the float tank. Like, like, has he like, does he sleep in the, I don't think that would be pot right. It would be safe, but that's kind well, of here's funny the, thought, No, it's right? totally safe. So we've had people who in the past would just get in there like a vampire and you know we have we offer overnight floats <laughs> oh really so, oh my gosh so this is a thing this is amazing i didn't really oh, i don't no. know why i didn't think you could overnight float because you i floated you float like i don't know why but my thought was like oh you couldn't do that but you can we're one of the we're, we're one of the few places that offers overnight floats and especially um if you think about overnight. it there's not too many places where you're going to be not only doing an overnight float but doing an overnight float with somebody like me who if you follow me online knows what I'm all about and taking it to the next level. Yes. So yes, what I try to do, yes, yes. It's, so what people I, come to your float center just to float at your place. Oh, I yeah. would too. I would come to, the, I'm in Texas, but I would come I, to Florida to float. Yeah. That's why I'm glad I moved out of there is we, it's reaching a point where people that follow that account will just show up randomly. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of weird. I never want to be a celebrity. You I kind just want of to be are. Rich. Uh, just to no, you know, no, no. You, know, you just, kind of are already, but go ahead. Well, maybe in a, in a niche spiritual community, but not in the That's mainstream. That's the best by... place to be a celebrity. <laughs> I agree. They have the, the, the best. You don't have to be women. in a club to be. You're just being yourself and people just like your vibe. That's all Free it is. and healthy eating. And uh, I'm not so much about nudist stuff. I'm not. Are you nudist? No, I'm not a nudist. Not right now. No, no. Yeah. I'm not I'm a not nudist, either. but I honestly love being naked. And I used to figure model. I just I don't have any. But I wear clothes, but I, I often walk around my backyard naked. And I have a little, I have a pool, like a 12 foot Intex pool that I float in, in my backyard. And yeah. Have anyway. you ever floated in a float tank? Yes, I have. And I Where'd love, what do you say? Where'd you float? It was in Austin, Texas. I can't remember the name of the place. I went one time and it was in a pod and I loved it so much. I, um, I love a dark space, it's completely dark, completely silent. I love the darkness. It's like, I'm not afraid of the dark at all. In fact, that's where I found myself and I existed there for a long time in the void. Like I became friends with the void. That's why I can go to, the, I don't even feel like I'm here. I'm in between dimensions. So that's what being in a float tank felt like to me. Um, so I, and I love floating on water and I'm, I can just go my mind. I can just leave so easy. I don't feel like I even really need that quietness as much, but it's a real pleasure. I love it doing that. And I, I would love to sleep in a float tank. I'm going to do that. I'm going to come well, let me, show up. Let, let me set the scene here for people that don't know what a float tank is, because believe it or not, I encounter them every day. Hold on. Is that, how loud is the airplane, by the way? It's not bad at all. I actually like it. I feel like I'm outside with you. That's cool. You are outside with me, but yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Uh, what, the, what a float tank is. We probably should have explained oh, yeah, this yeah, yeah. early on. I, I got to set but, the yeah, scene. Anybody, yeah, set the scene. No, I, I prefer our natural vibe versus trying to like go through a checklist of things. Um, so floating, 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt, right? Uh, magnesium, full of magnesium. Your body is deficient. Usually most people, especially on the SAD uh, or the, what is it, the typical American diet? No, the, the standard American diet. That's why they call it SAD. It's called SAD. Um, <laughs> oh 
man. Yeah, the standard American diet, sad. Wow. But anyway, most people on that standard American diet are uh, magnesium deficient. So by default, floating is going to give you more magnesium. You're laying in a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. Uh, it's going to make you buoyant no matter how skinny or how fat you are. Even if you're a 500 pounder, um, as long as they have enough water in the tank, your butt won't touch the bottom. Uh, usually it's about 11 to 12 inches of water. So it's not that deep. I've had people who have had water phobias actually get over their fear of water by laying, by be, being able to float in, you know, 11 inches is not intimidating. Um, the, the hardest part is, uh, you know, oh, and I didn't finish setting the scene. So yeah, a thousand pounds of Epsom salt. It's usually, it's usually, it's usually a tank or a pod. Sometimes there's rooms. I don't prefer the rooms. Um, I like the pods and the and the tanks because they get to that humid space quicker. Yeah. So the whole science behind it is okay. Not only are you laying in this dark space um, and you're floating, which is decompressing your neck and spine. You're getting the magnesium. Your skin is super soft. But um, at a certain point, you don't know where your body ends and the water begins. And if the humidity is off or if there's a breeze in the room, that can bring you into body awareness. So for that reason, I usually don't like the rooms. Mm -hmm. I like the tanks. We have one, we have two kinds. We have a pod and we have a tank. The tank has no lights at all. It, it does, you can play music. Um, the other tank is like uh, a Rolls Royce, relatively speaking. It's got light control, music. It's a pod with this fancy door. People, oh, I'm, all right. After this next, I'm going to spend some money on a mic. This is just, I usually do the podcast where nobody can see me. Um, usually I don't do video because it's so distracting when I'm trying to interview people, but I'll do video when I'm being interviewed because um, interview, I, being interviewed is much easier. I can just say whatever I want. It's yeah. actually better that way. Just it to is be, way, just, yeah, no, you're in the, you're in the passenger. I'm, I'm, you're in the Rolls Royce the, with the lights and everything, but I'm the yeah. chauffeur. But yeah, so thanks for bringing it back. Um, so yeah, we got two tanks. I prefer the dark one. We attract all kinds of people. But yeah, you're going to lay there. You're going to lay in the salt just like this, naked. I prefer naked again because anything that's going to bring you in a body awareness is not going to take you to that total yep. uh, total flo float state. So the air conditioner being off, like people want to float with the lid open. No, don't do that because the breeze in the room can can go across your body and yeah. bring you into the, the, the body awareness. So yeah. when you don't, like if you're people have physical pain, like I was living a pain lifestyle before I discovered floating, which was going to take me down another uh, rabbit hole here. I discovered laying in the float tank, how jacked up my body actually was after years of car accidents and doing photography for 10 years and traveling. My body was beat up and worn out. And I lay in the tank at very relaxed and still, and your body reveals the truth about itself, how banged up you really are. And for the most part, when you're laying there super relaxed, your body will kind of like snap itself back together. A lot of times I'll lay there and I'll hear things just snap right back into place. The tension is released and the body can kind of find homeostasis. Well, for me, I realized half my body on this side was all jacked up. I'm like, what the, the hell left is that? side. Yeah. I said, what the hell is that? Feminine side. And, and, uh, oh, oh, interesting. Okay. So, yeah, that was completely. Yeah, we could happen to that, but keep going. Keep going. Another rabbit hole. Uh, keep uh, going. Uh, we're like in a little up. maze right now and we're trying to tell a story, but we're in a rabbit hole together. You know, I love it. I keep like going. it. No, I <laughs> hold that thought. But anyway, um, so I'm laying there. I'm like, how did this happen? And, I know via psychedelics and DMT, I, that, was, that was what got me to my next thing, which was the Atlas Orthogonal. So I, I know that the body's a mentation, right? That you think it as you think you become in a lot of ways. It's more than that, of course, but that's a basic premise of what's going on. Yeah, I'd say And so. I'm like, what, I, I, how, what, what metaphysically did I do over the past 20, 30 years to get my body in this shape? Like, what, what above is, is, is becoming so below in Ooh. my body? Nice. And that's, but that's yes. how I always solve. That's how I, at this point, at this point awakening, that's how I solve any problem in my life. I look at 
okay, physically what's wrong here, but what metaphysically, where's the issue? Because if you solve the metaphysical slash spiritual yep. problem, yep. The, root. The, meta the physical problem will usually heal itself. That's why people yes. don't get healed until they yes. solve the problem. Yes. I, 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 yes. I can't put it. There's a biblical, uh, Jesus talks about, I can't remember what it was. I wrote but a whole book about this. Yes. He, like Jesus talks about, you know, uh, Jesus won't heal a woman. And in one specific part of the Bible, I can't remember what exactly the verse is, but the gist of it is he won't heal her. And why is that? Because he, sa he says to her, die and know yourself in death, because she has not learned in this life what has gotten to her, you know, caused the problem. So <laughs> to heal, to, to heal her only cause it to come back. So that's why Jesus doesn't heal her in that instance. Die and know yourself in death. Well, I decided to know myself in life and with the float tank and the psychedelics, the DMT um, mm -hmm. showed me where I was going wrong in my life. And I was accumulating the head uh, injuries, the neck injuries. And oddly enough, it had to do with my relationship with women. So literally my relationship with the feminine side was literally jacked up car accidents. I mean, I was in Japan. I got hit by a car on a bicycle. I've been oh. in many car, many, many car accidents. I was in a car accident four or five months ago. Um, and it took it. You know, sometimes I think head injuries can be for the better. Not always, but for the, you know, oh, relatively yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in the long term, everything's for the better, right? If you I, get the yes, and I love that you see life like that. That's powerful. The, the 100,000 foot view of everything, which is, you know, it's an upward trending graph for the most part. But yeah, there's dips. That's why it's upward trending, not completely like just a straight shot up. There's dips. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, if you can metaphysically attack a problem, you can usually get the physical. You may not be able to restore your body to 100% like it was. I, I want to believe that's possible, but, you know, we age, so obviously it's not. But maybe there's people in the Himalayas that aren't, you know, they're living three, 400 years up there. You know, maybe because I've uh, been born into this corrupt system and taught all these things in my karma, all the, you know, an, amal an amalgamation of all these things coming together. You said something that just really stuck out to me then about the people in the Himalayas. Maybe they're not aging or whatever. I've been thinking about this aging thing too because of the power of our mind and like how deep this whole concept of what we think life is could really be messed up and not true. Like we maybe don't age. What if we don't age? What if there is a point where you wake up where you stop believing that you age, you stop and creating it. You stop believing that you're going to die and creating it. You get what I'm saying? Like even the oh, concept yeah, no, I of totally. death. Yeah, like even the concept of death they've created. We all are buying into some concept of death and funerals and the end and da da da, but nobody knows. Like, well, unless you've done DMT and you kind of like then you kind of like learn, you know, there's definitely something more. Um, but yeah. I think it's possible. I just think that um, the karma is such that, okay, I think of karma like this, for example. Um, there's a few ways to think of karma. First of all, like somebody's living an unconscious life. It's a speeding train going off a cliff. When you wake up, you can see you're about to go off the cliff. The other thing, the only problem is there's momentum of your habits, your addictions or whatever. If you want, you know, you can, you know, it, you wake up immediately, but you can't stop this train that you've created in your life that's moving forward of karma that you've just created. And so you get, if you ask for grace, the train will stop. You won't go over the cliff, you know, but you know, you can struggle and try to solve it yourself. So people that are like, don't know where to, to do for the next step, you got to let go of trying to figure it out for yourself and uh, give uh, acquiesce to the higher power. Your, yeah. your finite mind is not going to game the infinite one. No. So what are you trying? So just uh, a lot of people think they're going to heal it themselves, but no, you have to get in that space. I mean, I think it's an AA too, like the higher power part of it. Um, it's just, it's just the truth. Uh, you're Let not go. going to be, yeah. through your, your ego is not going to be able to solve the problem. Yeah.
No, yeah, but um, and, but it is coming back to that seated moment when it started, when the trauma started or like in going to the root of the issue. Like I wrote a chapter in my book where I call it my baptism and it was last June. I tried to kill myself that day and I thought I'm done. I was like, I'm done. I'm off the pills finally. And then this happens, which I attribute my trying to kill myself from getting off my antidepressant. Like it was so hard. It's a serious thing getting off antidepressants. Um, suicide ideation is a side effect of that. But anyways, I went and I took, uh, two grams of, of mushrooms and I had this baptism ego death and I saw these spirits. I saw what I felt was the Orion council of the light speaking to me. And when I woke up in this, you know, cause when you're doing these psychedelics, you know, when you're traveling, when your brain starts going somewhere and the waves are coming and you got to like, I almost picture like you're on the airplane and you're just traveling and going to whatever dimension your brain's taking you to as you allow yourself to relax into it. And then I wake up there and I see these, be these beings around me and they go, we've waited so many lifetimes for you to wake up. Oh my gosh, she did it. You got like, it was like 12 of these guides. And I swear this was the Orion Council of the Light speaking to me. I am of them. Like I channel them. I am of them. So connected to them. And they said that they've been watching me die like lifetime and lifetime and lifetime specifically from ovarian cancer. And I talk about this in my book, how this is kind of connected to something too. It was absolutely connected to something I was going through physically in this life. And that they said, I said, am I going to have to have chemotherapy and all that? They laughed. They said, no, this is a lifetime where you're going to remember to heal yourself. And you're doing, I'm getting chills. You're doing that by waking up and looking at your trauma and letting it go. And you're going to live and be happy this life. And you're going to help others. And like, it was just like so profound. And, and I know that this is my last life on earth. Like, I know I've been here and I left and I can't, I'm, I feel in my heart. I volunteered to be here. I'm positive. I came for the awakening to help people. I think that sometimes too, but then I'm like, yeah, don't no, be hung up did. on that also. No, you, you, but you did. And that's okay. It's I come to party maybe 10 more times. Yeah, You can, if you want, but believe me, like, I don't, I think we all are just here to help everybody. Remember as we remember that we're all really powerful. All of us are, once we tap into our greatness, like we're all capable of magic. And I'm going to just, you know, finish this lifetime and say back to the 10th, 12th, whatever dimension I came from, where I'm just like this energy. That's cool. Like I, I don't, I'm, I'm personally, I know I'm not doing this life cycle again. So I'm keeping my karma neutral. If anything, I'm trying to rack up some extra. So I, I can sayonara planet earth. You're trying to rack up extra karma. Yeah. Why not? I mean, like, good, I mean, like, I mean, like no, you're, good you're trying to get rid not, of it. No, I meant get rid of it. I meant that way. That's what I meant. Like, um, extra, like gold, like, um, uh, neutralizing yeah. karma. I oh, got you. Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I try to transcend the God of the karma entirely. Yeah. You know, one thing about the, the yogic path, and I can't remember what they call it, but um, one is bhakti, which is of the heart, and the other one's of the mind. I can't remember what they call that. But um, the point of the mind stuff is all these stuff you're reading, all the stuff we're learning and talking about, you eventually have to transcend that too. And it's karma, and uh, that's where I'm at, which is trying to print, yeah, exit the program, the, the, the moksha. And I think part of that is sometimes people need to, not you, because uh, you're there, but uh, I struggle a long time with spiritual ego and uh, wanting to be able to leave my body at will, stuff like that. Leave on now. Leave now. I know people that want to leave now, not, but not via suicide. They wish they could just wake up and just go. Mm -hmm. And I was like that for a long time. Mm -hmm. So I made peace by saying, you know what? It doesn't matter if I'm here 5,000 more times. Uh, I'll eventually get out of it. And it's like a Chinese finger trap. You just got to just relax and uh, it'll take care of itself. You just fall right out. Yeah. So once you discover um, that there is nothing 
to do or heal or there's nothing. There's no nothing to do, nowhere to go. That's the yep. place. That's zero point. That's yeah. when that, I think about that as like a karmic scale where you're either creating or else you're going the other way too far. Like you really it's zero point. Like you kind of want to I feel everything's energy and we come in as energy onto this world at supposedly the first time, I guess, zero point neutrality. And then shit happens and you create karma. And if you this world was designed so that we create. Right. A lot you, you, and, yeah. You get lost in it. And you keep coming through it. Yeah. As, as you accumulate desire and as the desire ceases, uh, another analogy is good is like a, a fan that's spinning, right? An enlightened person, a person who's physically informed, who's enlightened and able to go is like a fan that's been clicked off. Okay, most people are, that are uh, karma bound still, accumulating karma, they're like a fan spinning. The minute you become enlightened, the fan is, your fan is still there going, but it's slowly dissipating. It's petering itself out is what I like to say. I'm trying to peter out my karma. Which, which is to indulge my desires you know, yes. in a healthy way and see why to be, you know, why do I even have this desire? Yeah. And I've also realized everything that I've gotten in this life after the fact, I don't want it. Yeah. Uh, those things, the thing I wanted really, really bad, whether it's a job, a woman, a, a, a talent, even I finally accumulate the talent, I'll walk away from it. I like photography. It's about the, it's, it's about the, the journey for you. It's about the hunt. Uh, it's part of that. And part of, part of it is too. Um, mine is a, a masterclass in letting go because, you know, I love that you just said masterclass. That's what it all is. I believe all the stuff we contracted in. You can't, you can't, what I tell people is you can't take anything with you into the next life or whatever is beyond the cycle of birth and death, which is stuff, something beyond the void. You all can only can take the experience of the thing. So yeah, you can own a house, but you're only going to take the experience of owning a house with you. Uh, you could do all these things. So it's important for me to have experiences over material things. And uh, that's where I'm at. I'm not much materialist to begin with. And again, I tell people, if you want to surf, you can't be surf with a whole bunch of stuff. You know, you just, we you're are board, kind man. of materialists. Remember, we both have oh, yeah. the uh, Buddha, Trump. I didn't, uh, did we, <laughs> we talked about this before we recorded, right? No, we, I don't think we did. Oh, wait, we, no, we did talk before we recorded. Yeah, but not right, yet so this, on the, this is yeah. the first time we're talking about it recording yeah, one. I just thought about, okay. cause we were, oh, we're talking about material things and you, and I'm not really a material person either, but you and I both went out of our way to get Buddha Trump. T tell me how yeah, you discovered I, I, yours. Cause I got one cause I saw you unboxing it. Fascinated. But let's just talk about Trump in general and we'll, yeah. we'll circle back to the yeah. statue. Yeah, we will. Um, I've I've always been in my life enjoyed Donald Trump as an entertainer. I watched The Apprentice. I liked it. Uh, when he was president, I voted for him for two reasons. First of all, there was a man dying who said, "Please vote for him for me." I said, "Okay, no matter whatever whatever anybody says, I'm going to vote for Donald Trump." Plus, in my heart, I wanted to vote for him because I already knew about Hillary. Forget about <laughs> and I, and and I'm not even talking about adrenochrome and the real deep yeah, stuff. I'm yeah. talking about just the stuff that's public with Benghazi and all these other yeah. things and you know all these yeah. all the stuff that she's done. There's so much um, surface, yeah. And just I'm a troll. You know, I'd love to see Donald Trump break the line of secession for these Illuminati puppets, which is what if you know about conspiracy stuff is what these are. You know, I do. left wing, right yep. wing. It's the same bird. Yep. yep. So maybe Donald Trump was this non, you know, uh, not part of this game that they we've been stuck in for 60, 70 years, maybe longer. So he's always been interesting to me in that respect. I know he's like a, a joker in terms of like a hey, archetype okay. for the collective. Hey, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So are you. Yeah. Maybe you want to explain that to people. Yeah. So Hayoka is the sacred comedian of the Lakota tribe. They're from the Dakotas. And I know I had past lives with the Lakota and I bet you did too. And I'm sure Donald mm -hmm. did. And we were the, the what is the Hayoka? It's like, you know, all the shit's hitting the storm, like the war's going on and everybody's sad and all that. But the Hayoka makes everybody laugh. 
or takes that situation like you have to see it but let's look if we're going to look at it let's laugh when we say it like the memes that you post you know and and donald yeah. just saying things and so the hayoka has the great instigator for that people don't necessarily like to hear but that's what you need to hear yeah so that's how i look at him as well like a dmt jester a joker that's yeah. his archetype for the collective and knowing that, I definitely I voted for him, and he won. It was a great thing. He won, and I think he did America better than any president's done in modern history. So there's that. And a lot of people will disagree with that. That's fine. I don't care. It took me a long time. It, it, uh, up until last year, I was silent about my politics because um, I, I really don't have politics to begin with because I know it's just a game that's fixed. And, but until Donald Trump came into it, I said, okay. Another thing I'll say about Donald Trump is all this started happening when I started really taking a ton of acid, like the Donald Trump election and stuff. I'm like, whoa. Because I truly believe as you change your frequency, as you do things to yourself, as above, so below, you enter some new frequency where Donald Trump is now president. It's like this goofy, fucked up reality. But I'm, <laughs> I'm always, yes, I'm always, and I got goosebumps. I'm Ti always timeline. asking, I'm always asking to be put in the highest possible timeline. Yes, me too. And <sighs> so sometimes that, you know, it's a, it could be a weird one or it could be maybe it's not something that your ego wants to go through, but it's, you know, it's for the highest possible good of the collective. And so, I think he's an embodiment of that as well, of all these things I've done to myself and the wackiness of how reality can play itself out when you, you know, dial into that. If you, you, you can dial into that is what yes. I've also realized. Yes. You can dial into these alternate realities where as I shift, as I change my vibration via the things I eat, the things I do to myself, the floating, the psychedelics, the reality changes. It's very subtle, but the stillness of the floating allows me to see the not the Mandela effects much more clearly than the average person because they okay. yes they, let's talk about this for a second because ever since I've woken up this exponential way like I see Mandela Mandela's which are these timeline shifts or CERN shakes or somehow the timeline switching reality switching um all the time right. and, and it's so, not, and I, yeah I, I had this download that it's that we all focus on the Berenstein Bears or this or the big ones or that right the big ones but it's actually the little mandalas that you're touching on right here that you start seeing more often in your own lives, like where you think you forgot your keys or something shifted right here at your house. Like that's the stuff they're really trying to hide us from. Cause I think that's way more prevalent than we could imagine. Well, that requires a certain level of stillness, which is what I think floating can provide to somebody that cannot access it. Cause here's my problem. Initially I could not meditate because via my body. So banged up Lotus, not going to be possible sitting still, even not possible. So not only could I not still my mind, but the body was not, you know, when the body's in pain, the, the mind is not very calm. I, I'm not a very nice person when I'm in pain. I, most people aren't. So floating allows you to access that state of mind for people who have severe pain, uh, who will not able to be, I can't speak, who can access meditation via their body because they're in too much pain. Um, what, we, what, we, what are we talking about? Oh, the Mandela effect. So when you're that still, those the subtleties of your life start to scream out at you that they've, they've changed and it's subtle stuff, but it's there. And then it becomes very, uh, you know, on the collective level. And my theory on Mandela effect is this, as I do things to myself, that initial reality where I came from, where I was very unconscious, the more I do, it's, I hop into another reality where there's a slighter, there's a slight deviation. And so there might be a Mandela effect from an, a Mandela effect at a certain point, you know, like an inception type level experience mm -hmm. where I'm going deeper and deeper into the healing, into the light and those alternate realities of darkness that I was putting myself in through a, through self-judgment. And um, another thing I've, uh, another theory I've come across is parasites and fungus become 
so ingrained and, and they accumulate so much space in your body that that becomes the negative self-talk because the negative self-talk uh, it, it's self-perpetuating. Like think about, let's, let's say for example, it's a parasite. You eat pork, 99% sure you have a parasite unless you've done some deep cleaning. That's just the way pork is. So let's just assume you have a pork parasite. It starts to grow. It wants, it lays eggs. And this is, this consciousness becomes a part of you. This is your split mind, right? You're not your thoughts, of course, but where are these negative thoughts coming from? Yes, obviously some, maybe a past life experience, maybe trauma in this life. Um, but sometimes I do believe it is a entity inside of you it, and it becomes a demon. A habit becomes an addiction. Um, and these things become absolute demons inside of you. Is and the black goo? I, I don't know. I'm just saying it could be a parasite. It like could be. It could, imagine, I'm picturing like a dark. The negative, the negative self talk yeah. is this because yeah. here's the thing about it like this people are stuffing down their emotions with food. Okay. So if, if you've got negative self talk, if you've got a demon inside of you whispering in your ear that you ain't shit and you want to eat some Oreos to forget about that, to put it down, that's actually the demon self-perpetuating his existence. So it knows if it self-talks you, it, you're going you're gonna to shove food down your throat, and it's going to perpetuate its existence. So I also encourage people to, to do a cleanse, something like combo, where the, where the, the frog poison. Yes, where okay. you just, yes yeah. no. So you're, yes, I when I was 10, a decade on um, high-dose um, mood stabilizers, I was taking 24 pills a day, 30,000 pills I never needed. I gained 85 pounds. Mm. You're talking about this ties right into what you're talking about. And I've been thinking about this lately. This has been thoughts in my ethers in my mind where I had energy that because I wasn't feeling at all. I am. I'm a lot like I feel a lot like the ability to cape, tap into how someone else is feeling like I had to have that depth in me. Right. There's nothing wrong with me. But they called me bipolar and gave me these pills that made me numb. So I weigh, I, all the pills also had me, I was hungry. I was eating four meals a day. I, I'm, I'm five, nine, my, my boyfriend's six, three, and I would eat more than him. Like I was just, I gained so much weight and I've lost 65 pounds like in the last year. Like it's, and, and in that, Congratulations. I, thank you. Yeah. It, but we all coming off the pills, but when I wasn't feeling and I gained that weight, I think that energy was getting stuck in that mass which is like this fungus mm. you're talking about in the body, that density. Well, guess what I did after I woke up? Ayahuasca. And you're talking about, I didn't do, I was going to do Cambo, but I didn't. Um, yeah. But, um, but it's purging also. Yeah, but no, it's purging. And I knew that I knew it was stuck. And I had many past lifetimes as a spirit shaman, as a shaman and doing these things and helping others and understanding how it works. I get energy now. It's all about energy. And it was a stuck energy. And when you do purge in ayahuasca, you are literally, it's the, the purge is the vessel for the energy that's stuck inside you to come out. When you lose weight, that's the same thing. I mean, when we take a shit, it's the same thing. Like we're doing it all the time when we burp, when we fart and they want us to think burping and farting, make fun of people. We should really be doing it. I think just fluidly because it's cleaning us out, but whatever. It's all the stuck energy inside us. And it's this darkness. And it could be very much attached to a frequency that creates that program and that voice you're talking about in the head. Yeah, I think they got a demon on board and a candida. I, my personal experience was, was with candida, which is kind of a fungus. And it was candida's fuel is sugar. And so negative self-talk, I'm going to go, oh, here's the thing, smoke weed, eat the Snickers, or, or get the negative self-talk, eat the Snickers, everything's hunky-dory, the cycle repeats itself when the demon wants to eat again, hey, you, you ain't shit, oh, smoke the weed, eat the Snickers, I'm fed again. Um, and then I started taking candida medicine for it and started taking, I didn't want to eat sugar at all. Like I, I neutralized this voice inside of me that wanted to self-perpetuate through- you Starved it. It was killed it and, you know, made sure it didn't come back. But, yeah. uh, but, you know, I, I, 
I think because of my pork consumption, I'm trying. Are you a vegan or vegetarian? What are you? I won't label myself anything, but I haven't ate meat for decades and I eat vegan oh, a lot. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I uh, eat everything and uh, I don't eat fish, though, actually, or anything out of the ocean. I shouldn't eat pork, but man, uh, okay. beans and rice and pork down this here in is... Florida is just too good. <laughs> this keeps coming through. That I really want to say for everybody, because it's like you hear about all this, like these deem this this energy that can come through. What do we do about it? Well, we use the power of our mind and the power of our intention to override everything and we don't allow it. But this is how I feel about smoking weed. I want to say this because I used to do it to stop crying or I used to do it what like for a negative reason and I'd feel bad about it. Stuff like down I, emotion. Yeah, like uh, exactly. Like and I used to think I have to quit one day. This is bad for me. Like, you know what I mean? I had the negative thoughts like I need to stop or so many reasons. But you know what it is? It's actually about intention. Everything, if you're drinking coffee or water, we can't just drink water. We need to be happy. When our mind's in a certain mindset, we can override with our mind. I believe firmly, and I shoot out this energy from my third eye. I have rainbow energy. We all have it. I shoot it out. I cleanse that coffee. If I want to smoke weed, I'm going to cleanse it. And you know what? I'm not going to give myself a hard time because I don't know what's real and what's not real. And I've been existing in this polluted planet this whole time. And I've been leveling up and just surviving. So yeah. Maybe it's not the weed that's bad. Maybe it's the thought process about it. And so we get our mind in line. We can do whatever we want. We just do what's best for ourselves. And we don't give ourselves a hard time because maybe it's that hard time that's the stressor that creates the issue. Yeah. Oh, no. I, w once I'm indulging, I don't beat up myself. I've learned, to, I've learned not to do that. You either don't do it and then, you know, pat yourself on the back or you do it and you don't beat yourself up because it's already done. You might as well enjoy it. Yeah. And it's really bad to do that. But uh, I think I have a personal karma with it. I also think that, you know, this society is so wound up in productivity and, uh, you know, it's like the opposite of a lot of that. And I think more weed should be encouraged for the society in general. It's the gateway drug to consciousness. Then, yeah, and that yeah, it absolutely is. And uh, if you get into some of this mag majestic 12 stuff that I follow, um, they say that marijuana is from outer space. Oh, yeah, and, I just heard uh, that. Say yeah, more. That, say more. That it's that it's uh obviously it's its own consciousness like mushrooms they're their own consciousness and i don't know what your experience with marijuana but obviously yeah, i think you actually said in the beginning it's a it's a female consciousness Santa maria right exactly and in uh balanced use uh, she's like a goddess and an unbalanced she's more like a prostitute I, I i hear that a lot with marijuana prostitute i get that energy a lot with the, with the way people use it um not sacred not um conscious not intentional and i'm very guilty of that but when i do it it's more and there's levels to weed smoking too you can be the once a month person who giggles and and has a psychedelic experience with it or you can be like me five a day ten a day like a cup of coffee depending on how i'm feeling it's right now it's really pain-based um, i had a really bad painful weekend I, I i was very surprised i was able to get up and do this today i almost i almost said You're no but here. i said you well i yeah you know there's a there's something about um i'll give you another uh story about yesterday I'm going through this shift at the float center where um, it's just, like I said, I've, moved, I've, I've been moved out and I'm, I'm in a fucking awesome place, by the way. So it's the universe is definitely taking care of me uh, beyond my wildest expectation. But I didn't want to go that through that portal. That makes me happy for you. I know, but it's made my life hard in a lot of ways too. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 that's the way it is sometimes. Bigger responsibility or change oh, the scene. Oh, yeah, is, more money, more problems. Yeah, I got you. That, that too. Um, but so... Oh, I forget what I was going to talk about. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. This, this weekend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yesterday, and, and I, well, why I decided to talk to the pain today, which was 
I struggled yesterday with taking a lot of my art off the walls at the float center that is no longer in alignment with how I feel about the place and where the direction of the place is going. And it's not a, a, a negative thing. It's just a thing. But I struggled with it and I had severe, severe neck pains all weekend to the point where I was laying on the ground while people were in the float tank. Uh, I was laying down and wow. I was just putting, oh, I was done. I was crying. And, 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 and as I was finally deciding to take some of these things off the walls that I was struggling with all day to like, I would stand in front of the piece of art and I'd say, I want to pull this down and just take it home. And I would, I couldn't do it. And then there came was a point where I just emo emotionally, you couldn't just, you were like feeling right. stuck uh, about the well, change the letting right. go, the letting go. Yeah. Look at you. Well, master yeah, classing. And, look at you. Master classing. You picked this. Well, oh, I'm just, you knew well, you could just, take it. You knew you could take this. I just had to be honest. Yeah. yeah no, <laughs> and, so, and so, and so finally I pull these things off the wall and I'm getting some neck relief. And then the yoga teacher comes in, she's an older woman and she's like, you know, I came in today and I just noticed the whole shift in the energy of the place. And I just talked about her. I talked to her about what I talked to you about just then. And, and, uh, and after talking to her, my neck pain was for that day, at least relative, it was completely gone. So there was, it was a release that just had to happen. And yeah. only through, I think if I would have held on and kept those pictures on the wall, my neck pain would have persisted. Absolutely. I, do, you, do you know who Louise Hay is? Yeah. Okay, this did you look that up? She so she has a book called You Could Heal Your Body, and she has an effort. She believes that every pain or disease or ailment that comes through us is seeded from a thought we have about ourselves. Right. So did you look that up, neck? I mean, the neck is the complicated thing um, yeah. because I got in a car accident six months. At, at, okay, so. Right. Right, as I did, as okay, so as I did the DMT and got this thing called Atlas Orthogonal, which by the way, I didn't tell people what it was. So as I floated and figured out what was wrong with my body, my atlas is out of alignment. My C1 vertebrae atlas, you know, that holds up the earth. Your atlas is a tiny little bone that holds up your head. And Whoa, if it's out of this is like metaphorically, like for you and like your like bigger, like all your lives and who you are, your higher self essence. And then like, you're, you get what I'm saying? The macro to micro of yeah. that is like, whoa, like, are you helping? Like, you know what I mean? Like, while you fix the foundation of the C1, the foundation that holds the atlas the earth up like you're doing that not just for you but you're doing that for like gaia for like the macro well, thank too. you i've never yeah. i've never heard it from that perspective but um that's, that's why you're feeling so much yeah. i just got that that's dropped in yeah think about that sometimes so yeah that's for beautiful. people that maybe have severe neck issues back pains it could be your C1. It could be the Atlas. So I found something called Atlas Orthogonal. I don't believe in chiropractic work. I don't want anybody touching my body because it's very subjective. You have a bad day. You slip. Something goes wrong. <laughs> forget about it. Yeah. So for me, for me, um, what I like about Atlas Orthogonal is this precision adjustment with no touch. It is a sound wave, actually. So what they do is, oh, wow. so what they do is, so if, you, if your atlas is out of alignment, your everything from the top down, you know, depending on how long it's been out of alignment, as early as coming out of your mother's birth canal wrong, you know, your uh -huh, head comes uh -huh, out wrong, uh -huh, your atlas uh -huh. is out of alignment from birth. And a lot of people develop back issues, scoliosis, because from, in, from, in, from the beginning, they came out wrong. And so when you adjust your atlas, everything from the top down, so yeah, you do fix the atlas and that starts to shift back into place. It takes a few adjustments to get there. Um, but as that starts to happen, everything from the top down starts to kind of shift back into alignment. And so it's been a process for me. And so my shoulder will drop now in the tank. You know what I mean? Like the things that I was noticing in the beginning of my journey about my body being so jacked up on, as you said, the feminine side, um, I, I healed the issues with the candida, which was um, metaphysically I tied to um, boundaries. And um, once I solved the boundary issues in my life, the candida went away. Wow. So that's, again, that's a, Powerful. Yeah. That's quantum it, healing. A leaky gut. That's a leaky gut. And so what a leaky gut is, is a boundary issue. 
Um, so, you know, it, it, it's a little bit wow. of work to get figure out yeah. to figure out to figure out my process but if you can look at the medic the, me, the physical medicine if you can look at the metaphysical stuff like oh i, I don't know how I don't, I don't have like the chakras memorized or the what these centers represent in terms of you know so i look it I up know, I said, oh, I, having, same here no i have to learn something like i'll know more I'm, like the feeling of it like the backwards kind of energy of it but like yeah the, the, yeah I'm, or like I'm having stomach issues. Like, okay, what does that mean? I'll look up the what is that? The orange chakra, the yellow chakra, and I'll say, okay, I got problems there. Or this red one is the sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you're right. jerking off, or you're having too much sex, mm-hmm. or you're like a guy needs that energy to rise up his spine. So whether he's jerking off or having sex, he has to find a way to not ejaculate outward, but inward and up the spine. And there's a few techniques to do that, but that's what, that's a whole nother conversation. That was a whole nother journey I've had on that account, which was no fap and rising of the sexual energy. And most guys are just depleted and society actually tells you to do the opposite, which is jerk off 20 times a month. Yeah, this is fascinating. No, yeah, this is, I mean, I, I definitely think that the whole way we see sex is fucked up and that sex magic is a real thing. And like just the way and even tying into like the sexual abuse that's happened to so many of us and just so many different ways. It's not right. And this is a theme that does need to come up and be talked about. Yeah. So that's what I'll do. It's mainly for men because I don't have the pipes of the woman. I don't know what goes on down there, but yeah. I've also learned a lot about women's sexuality through, you know, oddly enough, the funniest thing about what he said that got people so upset, grab her by the pussy. Oh, right. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> I've actually, I've actually learned the power over the past uh, year of that, uh, being skilled with your hand and the female anatomy. Mm-hmm. And I was never like that before. And so when he, obviously you don't want to grab a woman by the pussy, that's a very, you know, you don't, you don't, right, you don't, you don't right. just grab, if you're taking you don't just that, grab yeah. Yeah, you don't but I'm saying when, when, yeah. you, when you're with your partner though, like I've learned that there's, that's the next level thing, like to having, um, giving a woman deeper pleasure is mastering that domain. And that is the fountain of youth, by the way. Um, Oh yeah. I love that. No, I love that. I think you're totally right. And that's like, that's men need to drink the men need to drink. Men need to drink the juices. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. That's right. No, totally. But they gotta, I, get, but they gotta get the pipes flowing first, and then they can. But a lot of times they can't. It, it, sex with men, women is a, usually a mental thing, whereas yeah. for me, a, bo- a bomb could be going off in my lap, and I'd be ready to go probably. Whereas <laughs> you know, most women really need um, to get there mentally first, and then get the waterworks going, and then everything else happens. Yeah, um, definitely. It's so definitely. don't be fooled. If, if 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 a guy can't get there, it ain't. Uh, and I, and it, it ain't necessarily you. It could be all, it, all oh, mental. Oh yeah, no, it is. They've just they've messed with every level of reality in life. Like it's that's why, like I really like have these thoughts sometimes just about our like humanity and what we think is life and what we think is reality. And it couldn't. I think it's further from the truth. It couldn't be further from the truth. I, I actually do think like Earth is like a reality show to a lot of the universe right now. No, yeah, no, definitely. I think I've heard things where people say like, this is where souls come to like, really like souls from all different places come to earth to incarnate as a human to have this shared experience of spiritual growth, whatever that means. Um, as I don't know, what are you a Pleiadian? What are you? Oh, I'm very Lyran. I'm very Lyran. You're Lyran. Is that a cat? Yeah, that's, that's a cat. That's a cat people. I'm a hybrid. Um, I that's, think that's your shirt. Us- your shirt is cheetah. Oh, yeah. And I'm, <laughs> dude, you're super. I feel like you're super Lyran too. 
I, I feel like you you have a lot of the attributes of a lyric. What do you I think? might be half in. If there are there if there are half souls, a lot of people tell me Pleiadian. I don't oh, know. Oh, really? Pleiadian. I could feel that for you. I, I yeah. But then again, got- I have I I do have a strong um frequency and resonance with cats. And yeah, they do you, Yeah. We are hybrid. I really think that I, I like to find a. I mean, I think think about the. But how do you lines. quantify that though? How do you quantify that outside you, your int- intuition? You don't. It's about what you feel connected to, and I mean, you could be if you're. It's just also. I just feel like it would be harder over time the way things work, like to be the same pure thing for a thousand lifetimes. You know what I mean? The odds, just kind of the roll of the dice odds, and just like the. But um, I also am very Andromedan. I feel very connected to the Andromedans. Um, I'm very connected to just the Orion star system, the Orion Council of the Light. You feel very Orion Council of the Light to me. I just really feel you're explain an that. Old explain soul. that. So the there's the Galactic Federation. You've heard of the Galactic yep. Federation. Yes, yeah, the Galactic yeah, Federation, yeah. the six-dimensional light beings. They are the energies, it's all energies. Like when I've seen when I see interdimensional beings, it's energy. I'm seeing it though with my eyes open often. And then when you channel it's energies or when they approach, like I just you use your senses beyond you know, the five to know. And that's why, like, it's not ET here in the, you know, so this is the Galactic Federation and, um, they're here to help humanity with the awakening, the great awakening that's happening. And it's a real thing. I had no idea this was going on. And then I got my great awakening map after I heard you. That's how I discovered you was, um, one of your episodes. Yeah. About that's what your first episode I heard it with you. And then, so that was kind of how you came into my life too is this awakening stuff and champ's gonna come on the podcast soon too so that's awesome we anyway. uh, oh oh really yeah, wow yeah, yeah yep and so uh but anyways um <laughs> <laughs> i know we should all do a, a you mentioned maybe we should all do like you know, it's funny how you get dragged into this shit because i'm sitting there a year and ago a year and a half ago and i'm at my friend's house who floats and he smokes and i smoke weed with him and he's just trying so hard to get me into this poster I'd never seen the poster before, but he's like, and I look at him, I'm like, good God, this has got everything. It's like a schizo made this poster. With all these <laughs> I, but I go, I love, I go, I love the font. He's like, dude, he's like, you should check the dude out. And so I go look at the guy's page. Sure enough, the guy's following me already. I'm like, what the fuck? I go, this guy already follows me. Like, this is a trip. This guy's a fan of your work. This is a trip. I'm like, all right, I'll, I bought a poster and I started talking to the guy and I got into it. And yeah, I, as you can tell, we've done like four episodes together and I, I love the guy to death. He's a great guy. And I see his stuff sometimes on like the, the HBO documentary. And I'm like, oh my God, like how close am I to this movement sometimes where some of these people, some of these things that are in these documentaries I've interviewed or, uh, you know, I have that same poster on my wall or like my Maria talk she's to that, Okay, so my, Ron she's Watkins. my friend, she, she, Maria and I are friends. And so she's yeah like we're soul family. wait you know my wait you're like yeah, you're no, like no, real I, friends in real life well no we're online friends but i've been on her pod i've been a guest on her podcast twice she was the first guest on my podcast like we're buddies oh. like that yeah so we're all connected i, I mean it's this is this is past life stuff this is a past life episode that's, now, now that's a trip now that's a trip because and Nick Hinton too. i He's do feel a lot of those people um it's like there's this group of people that are doing podcasts and online stuff that are not quite famous, like um, not mainstream, but we all know each other yeah. and we're all like, you know what I mean? But we're not, yeah. we're, but we're not like tightly knit, but we're like all kind of associated somewhat yeah. together. Yeah. So I do agree with it. There's a, there's yeah. a soul family of conspiracy slash awakening stuff. And Con- Conrad too. Conrad, his podcast, he's met, he's editing my book. 
So it's just like, we're, and I've just met everybody as I woke up this fall and just, but it was Maria. So I went on your live. And then after that, I slid into Maria's DMs and I was like, I had the same thing I did to you. And I was like, I went on a UFO. I need to talk to people like all this. And she was so amazing. She had me on her podcast without. So we're all. So, yeah. And champ, same thing. Slid into his DMs and was like, come on my podcast. And we've been talking and he's going to come on. And uh, then. So, yeah, we're all coming together and we all need to get are you going to get a video out of him? Does he do video? Yeah, I, I, I asked and he responded saying he'd do audio. Yeah, oh, I have seen him do video, though. I'm going to I'm going to get video. We're going to get video. I, I bet. I, I, I usually don't do video. I said yes. So I mean, I at this point, at, th- at this point, I don't care. I don't yeah. care what happens to me. I don't care who sees this. I, I often think about that woman who we talked about earlier who had this experience over. And I often think I'm doing this for her. Like maybe one day she'll be like, oh, I, I get a very strong feeling talking about that. I'm almost going to cry. Yeah. Do you see this look on my face? Like, yeah, I feel that. And when you said it earlier, all I heard in my head was she's going to. And as, it's- as bizarre as it is, I feel like I have to tell this insane story to somebody. And I've never told it. I don't I've never I've hinted at it on the podcast. And if you've really followed my account for a long time, you might know what I'm talking about. But for the most part, I've never spoken about this unless you are in my real life. And that's, again, maybe a handful of people, not even my parents know how crazy this has been for me to, to deal with something that doesn't exist really in, in any real quantifiable, touchable material existence, but ones and zeros on the internet and then flashes of revelation in past life hypnosis stuff. Absolutely. You know, but, but, but it's like the psychedelics are, I I go into a psychedelic experience. I'm like, that was real. And everything I'm going to take away away from that is real. So why can't I do that? You know, that I very, I find it very hard to swallow the past life experience as much as I feel it, as much as it's released literal things from my body, Yeah. you know, even now. Well, I'm, I'm honored that you shared with me. Thank you. And um, I want to put my hands in my heart like this when I say it, because I really appreciate you opening up to me. And, And this is what I do. Like, kind of professionally now with these channeling sessions, people open up to me. Well, that's the thing. It's your energy. Yeah. I, I'm just, I've, I, and I'm an open book too. And I've been in so many levels of feelings and myself and my life and my experiences in my past. I've had plenty of past lives where I did just this type of thing, energy work with people talking with them, opening up with them, like figuring out where the pain and all that, like I'm doing this weird stuff with my hands and my, I see it, but that's me falling into past life stuff. And, um, but you know, to, I love how divided it is that you, we came together and shared this because it's powerful and people just need someone who understands where you do feel like I get it. When you tell me all that, like it's real, like all of that, like I'm feeling well, that's I'm the thing beyond. too. I'm not just doing it for, you know, entertainment value and doing it for possibly hurt it here, but I'm doing it for also people who are out there going crazy, not knowing why they're having these things happen to them. And they cannot explain, they don't want to say it to say it to anybody because they look even crazier than they already are. Yep because it's next level crazy to be madly in love with somebody you never met in real life and doesn't even barely know you exist. But you know, it's like the moment I met my boyfriend, my partner of eight years, he literally, I was a a concert photographer for a twin shadow show. I was concert photographer a long time. And he just walked by me on the sidewalk as I was waiting for the band and we caught each other's eye. And it was like, he says it. You're at a a twin shadow show. That's funny. I know. Isn't that funny? We met and and, yeah, I know. I don't really believe in twin flames. I believe in twin shadows. (laughs) No, that's why. Yeah. 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 And, but, but it was like lightning hit us. 
it, we both said that. And it's like what you said when you saw that picture. And it, it was like, and I've had quantum moments where I've met people. And once I was tripping on mushrooms and I was with a girl that I just met as a friend recently, and I just hugged her. I stood up to hug her. And I saw in that instance called a quantum moment. I saw like all the lifetimes we'd had together at one second. It's hard to explain. It's telepathy. It was like, I got to see telepathy is what I'm hearing in my head. Cause you know, telepathy, I'm very telepathic. And so are you, I tapped into that earlier. I love it. You're super telepathic. And I, um, it's just, you often, it's just having someone who's telepathic to receive it. You know what I mean? Um, but I, it's like when you get telepathy, you just all of a sudden know a bunch of stuff and there's no words and it just kind of comes to the ethers. Well, I saw that telepathy with my vision cause I was stripping and like, we can meet people or have a moment where we just all of a sudden can remember all this stuff from our past. And I really feel with this awakening and just where the energy is of the world, everything, the light coming in, the Schumann's, just the vibration raising, we are, the veil's thinning and we're seeing more. We're feeling more. We don't just see with our eyes. That's matrix mind programming. We have all these senses opening up as our, I mean, you were talking about your crystalline pee earlier. Like this is a real thing. We're becoming crystalline. We're amplifying. Our light bodies are coming in. And in that we're tapping into feelings of past lives and memories. I really feel like, I feel like I'm channeling this right now. Like this is for everybody. Like, cause it's come up with this, like we're processing old stuff. And as we release it, the physical part will release too. And the pains will go away. Yeah, no doubt. Totally. Um, so back, back to, it was his birthday yesterday, by the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, he was part of my awakening. I, I was, I did, I cried when he so Yeah, left. go into that, go into that, because yeah, I want to so, hear that. Yeah, because I, and this is how Maria and I talked about this too, because she was like, when she met me, she's like, oh, I've always wanted to know someone who hated Trump that was able to come to this other side and see what was going on. I, last year, at about this time, May last year, I was just starting to awaken because I was gotten off my pills and I was doing a loving kindness meditation where you had to wish love, success, um, wealth, um, peace to be free from suffering to yourself. And then if you did it to someone you hated, you offered the same to them, it would expand your ability to love exponentially. Right. And so I chose Donald yeah, I do that with Hillary. Yeah. This is <laughs> I love you. Oh my God. You are so similar in our own ways. Okay. Um, I, so I picked Donald. Cause I literally, I was making memes about him last year. Like at that time, like, st- like, you know, I hated him because of the mind programming. But so I started giving him this love every day for a month. And all of a sudden I had started having thoughts like, well, what about all the people that do like him? They can't all be bad. Let me just start discovering that. Like, how could people like him? So I started looking up like women's accounts that liked him because of the grabbing by the pussy thing. And I started seeing these look like normal people. They don't look crazy. They have they don't have three heads. And then I started seeing the save the children hashtag. And I was like, what is save the children? Why are all these women who support Donald Trump also support some save the children thing? What is up? with Why do the children need saving? And I started looking into it and I fucking fell into the rabbit hole. So I have a chapter called loving kindness meditation works in my book. And it's all about doing this with loving kindness to Donald Trump and how it sparked my awakening, ignited it. Last line of the chapter is. Um, like, I love you, Donald, you know, like I literally, like he was learning, he fake news was real, like getting like all this stuff. And I, you know, it just, he was a huge part of my awakening and that's why I have Trump Buddha. (laughs) He was, uh, he was, I had a lot of people who were, uh, behind the scenes. I was one guy, a real special friend of mine. I, I, I don't, his name's Santino anyway, but anyway, he sent me a message saying, you need to speak your truth. 
And it's, you know, like, cause I knew all these things. I've been doing this stuff for like 20 years, the conspiracy stuff. So I already knew. Wow. I was just surprised that, that this was going down with the coronavirus. I thought it was, I thought it was the real thing at first. I said, oh, this is the real plan going to happen. Maybe the virus is deadly. Obviously it wasn't. Yeah. But um, I was being pushed to either, you know, because you could sit there only at a certain point and not say something. You have to choose at some point and say, oh, well, this is I believe you should wear the mask and this is real. And, you know, the, the, the news is truth and blah, blah, blah. Or you can, which I already knew, speak my truth. I was just so afraid to speak my truth because, you know, my audience was very unified at that point um, in terms of how I deliver the content. I knew that if I want content, if I want comment, if I want likes, all I have to do is make polarizing content. That's easy to do. But to make unifying content that gets lots of likes and shared, that's hard to do. And for years, that's what I was doing. Well, I knew that taking a stand with this coronavirus thing, one way or the other, was going to be divisive. And I knew especially the side I was going to choose, which was, I believe, the truth. Um, Donald Trump was working with people behind the scenes to try to make, uh, you know, stop these bad things from happening and also usher in some kind of a real great awakening that he's a part of it. Um, and so I just was forced to say, you know what, fuck it. This is how I feel. I don't care how many friends I lose. This is my truth. And I can no longer be silent about these things because they're now, it's now affecting my business and my life. I have to wear a mask or not. And I have to be, I'm going to have to make a stand. And my, I said, you know what? I cannot, I cannot, I cannot go along with this anymore. I cannot be quiet. I'm definitely wasn't on board with people that want to be communists and stuff like that. Cause there's a lot of people on Instagram too. A lot of the youth is just, I don't know if it's ironic or not, but they're into communism big time. Communism has never worked. And uh, I'm not to say that capitalism is the greatest thing in the world, but I'm just not one of those people. So I knew that choosing the Donald as some kind of uh, a figurehead of a righteous movement was going to be a very tricky thing to do. So, and that's the other thing is too, like in terms of enlightenment, we're all enlightened. Even your worst enemy is part of the one. So in, in re this is also in just recognizing that, that, you know, maybe in some alternate reality, he has attained this state or he will attain this state, but also your worst enemy is part of the one. Like de a lot of people don't understand how, how the devil can be part of, how the devil can be part of uh, the universe and the one and good versus evil. But think about it as like an energy field, like the holodeck on Star Trek. It manifests anything you want through that energy field. Uh, it's be a, just it's waking us up. The matrix could just be here to wake us right. up, not hold us down. The devil is a part of the matrix, though. The, like, so the is God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all, yeah. Christ, all yes. that. You know, yeah, it's part yeah. of the one. Yeah. Absolutely. And in, 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 in a fucked up inverted way, the, uh, the Illuminati, they worship Baphomet, which is, uh, you, you know, winged yeah. goat yeah. with a breast and a penis. Yeah. So it's, yeah. the, it's yeah. their trans, yeah. it's their trans yeah, yeah, icon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I just, I learned, just learned all this. Yep. I know. Baphomet and they, they worship Ball and they worship I, Lucifer. I'm just laughing. Hollywood, yeah, they, I know. I, yeah. It's, yeah. Ho Hollywood really worships Lucifer. Like really. Yeah. So, you know, all these things started to happen and uh, I said, I have to take a stand. So yeah, it's been, I lost a lot of friends, yep. but uh, even those friends, even those friends now, as like the Fauci emails come out and all these things, even, as every day more <laughs> and more things happen, people start to say, you know what, you were, maybe you were right, or they're coming over to this side a little bit more. And mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, that's what I wanted to bring back uh, over to the Donald, which is everything is part of God even your worst enemy, even Hitler, yes. Yes. even the devil, yes. even uh, all that stuff. Yes. Hillary and Donald Trump are part of the oneness of God. So whether you yes. hate Donald Trump or not, he's still part of the one. Yes, we are all one. That is so true. That's really came in for me in my awakening because that was one thing I didn't understand. It was the hippy dippy thing I didn't get. We all one. It pissed me off. 
but we are. We have our internal experience, that self. We are also the macro experience. And you are a reflection of me because I can only take you in through my experiences and my filter in my world and my reality. Yeah, that's what's interesting too is there's billions of people in this world, but you only encounter a handful of them. You're, through the course of your entire life, you only attract, and like you said, like the Nick Hinton and the Maya Maria and uh, all these other people, uh, uh, Champ, 5D, we're all on the same weird frequency of uh, conspiracy truth. And a lot of these people too that I've talked to, Maria, uh, psychedelics, people mm -hmm. are expanding their minds, not mm -hmm. only with their thinking, but yep. uh, embracing other technologies like breathing and floating yeah. Yeah. and uh, abstaining uh, yeah. from sex or learning to channel the energy. Because yeah. guess what? Everything is inverted. That's another thing I think yes. a lot of people realize yes. is the food pyramid, the... Uh, culture, the um, what they what they're trying to push in schools now, even oh, it's getting worse and worse. Oh, the indoctrination, God. Yeah. So everything, uh, what I believe is what is considered the darkness of the universe, the demiurge. There is an unconscious. Um, I don't even know if it's malevolent, but through the unconsciousness, I think malevolence happens, and it's just. I mean, maybe it's you know the Illuminati, the 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 eye at the top of your dollar bill is Satan, is Lucifer's eye. If you believe that, you know, like that's mm -hmm. the who runs the earth. And I think the Bible even says that. I don't know what the verse is, yeah. but you know, this is his kingdom. The I just the earth. Yeah, and the, uh, I just learned about the Saturn's hexagon. Yeah, and that's right. That's all connected and something ruling the earth. I would be like, I, I don't really know. Well, so, about well, it. well, so the so the death cult worships Saturn, and yeah. uh, it's a it's a inverted. It, What's well, the star of David? But the star of David also becomes a cube. Mm -hmm. Um, and so these people, hold on, this plane. Yeah, no, th and this is making me think of Nick Hinton a lot right now because he wrote the book. Yeah, Saturn. well, the, 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 yeah, this this the Saturn people, uh, the elite at the top. It's an inverted form of a Kabbalah, I think, is what it is, and that's why you see a lot of Jewish mysticism and um, the, the the Star of David is a part of that also. Like if you turn the hexagon a certain way, I think it's become it, 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 it it's a cube, but it's also the Star of David. It's no the Star of David. The cube is within the Star of David, actually. Now that I'm thinking okay. about it, interesting. But it's not. So it's not. It's not that Jews are bad people. It's just there's a there's a small portion of elite multinational Satan worshipers that through yeah. the inverted Kabbalic pr practices they you know the rituals and stuff is is what that, that that's what the elite do the Illuminati yeah it's blood sacrifice yep. but it's not it's not anti-Jewish yeah um, no, at no, all. no 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 it's just what these people practice it's just how they present it and it's what they do and uh even the aliens are in on the human trafficking like that's I think at the, the core of what goes on, yes. everything is about protecting the human trafficking rings that are yep. on these cargo containers. Yep. The extraterrestrials want them. If you get into extraterrestrial stuff and you look at the reports of why, what are they taking out of the cows? They're taking the adrenal glands out of the cows. They're sucking all the blood out of the cows and they're putting them back. Uh, there's a, 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 if you uh, again, believe the MJ-12 stuff, there is a intergalactic uh, Tell human. Tell me what the MJ-12 stuff is a little bit more. Um, I had Scott, Majestic uh, 12. Was talking about that with me recently. Yeah, so Majestic 12 is supposedly this group of high up people when they had the Roswell crash initially that said, this is too big to release to the public. Uh, we can reverse engineer this technology and let's slowly burn this information into the public's mind uh, through movies and television and science fiction stuff like that and 
you've got presidents and heads of CEOs of companies, very high up people, these 12 people initially that have been tasked with getting this information out, public disclosure, and then also, like I said, reverse engineering the technology and having these relations with these so-called beings. So that's basically the gist of what Majestic 12 is. And now where they're at is over the past 50, 60 years, you've had a, a branch of them that has broken off and have been nefarious, which is, this, which is the death cult. The death cult, Hillary, all these people, the, the sleeping giants, the Nephilim, um, I mean, these rabbit holes yeah, go I deep with a lot of this stuff. I just heard about the book stuff. of Enoch, yeah. That, you know, they got sleeping giants and mm -hmm. there's a Stargate in Iraq. The Iraq war was about yeah. um, securing the Stargate because yep. that's where ancient Babylon is and, you know, all these things. So uh, well, uh, well, a lot of what my podcast was about initially was you're not getting the truth in the news. Like they, they no. say they're going here for this, but they're actually going it there for that. It is fake news. And, and yeah, yeah. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, no, they're well, they're not pushing agenda, you or the, you know what is what it is. So um, think of the opposite, like of what they're showing you. Everything's inverted. They're censoring the truth. Right. Like, it's like now they can't even hide it because we see. Right. Yeah. So, you know what? I I just realized we've been talking for two hours, and that was you were said you had about two hours to chat. So I feel like this is I could go on forever though. But one thing I think we should do another one um, after this one. Yeah, I, think I love we, that. I think, we reached, I think we reached a good stopping point. Yeah, but there's so much more we can talk about. I didn't talk about floating much, but I think really, I, the I core, literally the core like, of this was getting. Yeah, I had I had a, a spiritual experience today talking to you, uh, crying and a little bit of goosebumps and tremors. So I know I got to go take another shower now, but because uh, so much release, you know. Yeah, I felt it. And I'm I, telling you, like I bought this crystal and I've been really getting into crystals lately. There's something to be found there. It's African bloodstone. I bought it two days ago and I had I just picked it up and it's for letting go and healing and releasing trauma. And as you were talking, I picked it up and I could feel it. And it was just like and I started channeling and I swear I was like the, the, the trauma was released from you today. I really feel that in my heart and Thank I, love you. I, I, I do too. and let that release happen feel that going off of you and this is an activation for you there's nothing wrong with you there's everything is just for you to just find that peace and give that to yourself and stop judging yourself for what you do there's nothing wrong with you you deserve peace well thank you and you give it to yourself well for the most part i am i like i said I your physical existence uh, uh, there's nothing is, wrong is with you you're doing it right give it to you. Yeah. it's happening but, I love uh, you so much. Thank you. Likewise, so much. love you too. Thank yeah. you. Uh, just a few things for people. Um, like I said, the 70 scene mirrors with um, Greg Braden, Dr. David Hawkins, truth from falsehood and his whole, all his books are good. Um, me on Instagram. Um, I do have podcasts. It's on pause for now. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe I'll bring you on there next. Oh, I would love that. Um, you, you floated. We could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Good. Yeah. Oh, that too. Good stuff. We can also give here links. Um, definitely float. People should float. Um, a lot of them are independently owned. Most of them are independently owned and they're struggling right now because of what's gone on over the past year. Um, so get out there, go to your float centers. A lot of them follow me. Maybe they'll give you a discount. Maybe they won't if you mention my name. Um, some of them don't like me because I promote psychedelic usage. So there's nope. that. <laughs> but, uh, but they don't want they don't want somebody coming into their float center yeah, on acid. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yeah, so Dr. David Hawkins, um, what else? Yeah. I think that we got it all. I think we got yeah, it. we did. Yeah. 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 But yeah, thank okay. you for allowing me to share that. Uh, I gave you something that oh, I've never and... given anybody else today. Yeah. Oh, ugh, I just, again, putting my hands on my heart. Thank you so much for that. And I felt it. I really, truly felt um, how you were feeling. I did. I want, and that's like, I see you, I feel you. It's real. And 
and it was a release. I'm positive. So I feel like yeah, I definitely I want to talk again. So we we'll have to. I guess part two will be on mine. Yeah, perfect. I love that. I love that. And and um, I'll be back on when I'll come on one of your lives again too. Hopefully, I'll have another blast on another ship again, and we well, can talk about. I've been I've been having phone issues. That's the reason the live. For one thing, I'm blocked on the one, the main account for doing lives, and then on the other account, my phone my phones are so. Yeah, like this phone doesn't do uh, the audio on live, and it's a yeah. brand new phone. And then the old phone is the you know it's an old phone, so it's not the best for the quality. But yeah, we'll talk again soon. We will. And uh, yeah, thank thanks for allowing me to just get get on here and just let it all let it all out. So thank you I for appreciate being, it. For it's letting a, go. Yeah. Free therapy for session. Sure. Thanks. For sure. I love you. Have a great day.